Starts the hour for us. Uh, Speedy and old number one here at the Broadcast Plaza and Teleport. Stretch Armstrong banging out his degree in common sense also here with us. Um, coming up on the program, uh, we will be talking today uh, with uh, Dave Ramsey. So that's coming up. Also, Charles Billingsley, a uh, great worship leader and great artist, has a brand new album that just dropped. He was supposed to be promoting that album, but he got COVID-19. Uh, so we will be talking to Charles Billingsley about what was it like to actually have the virus. That's coming up later. And also the Grand Iron Men's Conference, which Charles is supposed to be the worship leader there, uh, is on as of right now. What will that look like? We'll talk to Phil Waldrop about that coming up. Uh, kind of like if we're going to have events this summer, uh, what are some of the things that we'll do? Because we, we, we're we here saying we're not saying that everybody has to be reckless, but we are saying that there are ways to get the economy going and still practice some common sense uh, safety measures uh, being shut down unnecessarily has got to stop. Uh, also, out on their home studios, we got the real Greg Burgess, we got Helmsy, we got Eddie Van Adler, we've seen Ruby Jane a little bit uh, on the show today. And welcome back. There's Bill Bubba Bussy. Bubs, how you doing? Rick, glad to be here and as always enjoying the pandemic together with y'all. Yes. Uh, you know, it, uh, we were discussing last before we get in talking a little sports today because we got some sports uh, news, but the. Um, you know, any if you've ever been involved, it didn't have to be a workout. It could be anything that that is uncomfortable and difficult. One of the things that helps you to get through it is for somebody to find an an end and say, if you'll just get here. And I think that's what people are really wanting. And some states have said we understand that, so we've given them that end date, or we've told them here's what we're going to do going forward. And uh, you know, I know that uh, I, I I do not like working out. I need to. I'm trying to do better. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it at all. And the only way I get through it is there's somebody telling me you have 60 more seconds, 30 seconds, all right, 15 seconds, and then I keep going. Uh, now, if I if all of a sudden he were to say to me, start doing this exercise and that exercise till further notice, uh, then I now I got a whole new attitude about it. I I'm, I may quit. I may just stop. Uh, I'm, I, I may uh, decide I'm not going to engage in that. I might go rogue and just say I'm not going to work out if that's the way it's going to be. You know, but if you'll say, here's what we're doing, here's why we're doing it, here's, long, here's how long you need to do it. Well, that really helps, mm-hmm. uh, and, and especially yesterday, because the two exercises that, that I had to do yesterday, I ha- this may be another way to motivate people to give their life to Jesus because these two exercises will be done nonstop by the damned. Okay, so th- these two exercises are in hell. I promise you. So, so just uh, if that maybe that'll motivate you today. If you're not quite sure about eternity, you may be doing these things in a real oh, hot boy. gym. Burpee is what and what <laughs> uh, thrusters. Oh gosh, good gracious. Uh, boo. Uh, but but anyway, uh, so let's talk a little bit now. Number one, uh, I know you guys have seen it, but did you ever see both? Uh, episodes i've seen the last dance yes, yes raise your, raise your hand if you've seen the last dance get your hand up is everybody greg why i've only seen the the last i missed the first episode i watched like three quarters of the second episode well it was one of these things that that happened at home yesterday with me because you, you try to find the time you know there's those things that your family will watch together 
There's the things you and your wife will watch together. And then there's those things that your wife will watch and you're not watching it. And there's things you're going to watch. She don't want to watch. So what we try to do is kind of cut deals. Mm -hmm. So, and Sherry knew what I was doing. I do that thing. Hey babe, how's everything good? So what's your plan tonight? What you going to do? Uh, what do you mean? Well, I see you're working on something over there. What you working on? And she told me she was working on this. Okay. Is that, so is that pretty much what you're going to be? She goes, go watch the Michael Jordan thing. Is that what you're getting to? I said, yeah, I want to watch the Michael Jordan thing. She goes, well, go watch the Michael Jordan thing. So, so I sat down and realized, okay, man, I'm going to go to bedtime. Because I, I had heard y'all throw around 10 episodes. Well, I, I thought I was going to be able to pull up and all 10 episodes would be there like, you know, like binging. And then I was going to be able to just sit there. My goal was to watch three episodes and go to bed because that okay. would take up about three hours. All right. And, uh, and so I, I did, I, there was only two episodes. That's all that's available right now. So I watched both of them, and it was, and it was very, very good. I, I like how they're doing the – it's really about this final season of them going for their six, uh-huh. but we're going to go back and tell you other things like how, where, you know, Michael Jordan's story and, yeah. and Scottie Pippen's story and all that. I like, I like that moving around a little bit. On, and I like, Greg, to your point, I know you don't like this sometimes, how they show you, though, <laughs> they run the timeline for you on the screen to let you know we're going back, mm-hmm. then we're yeah. coming back here. And it, as long as you'll tell me where we are in time, I'm okay with moving around yeah, in time. Do, yeah. They do jump around a little bit, but I like seeing some of that old footage, yeah. and uh, it, it's it's good to see that again. Like I said, we lived it, so it's not uh, you know ancient history, but it's it's good to see it documented again. How about the GM, Rick? What, what a dandy he was. Huh? <laughs> Boy, he, did he not? Did he work in radio for a period of time? Yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, well, you, you think so? Look, he. Did. I bet it is amazing that he was a baseball scout and, yeah. and ended up the GM right. for the Chicago Bulls. But that I, is an amazing story within itself. Can I tell you what I enjoy? I enjoy the frankness of the owner. I don't like you know the GM. Yeah. The GM, he's a little bit you know he's kind of greasy. But the, you talking the, about crumbs, Krause. Yeah. How about this? But but the but the owner, he's sitting there doing his interview. He's dressed nice. He's my, he's saying I'll answer any question directly. Uh, even when he talked about Scottie Pippen, you know, signing the bad deal, I told yeah. him I thought it was a bad deal. But hey, baby, once you signed it, don't come see me until it's over. You know, so and he and he didn't apologize for that. If you agree to a deal, I told you I thought it was probably a little you're going to be undervalued at some point. He said I told him that, but he wanted the guaranteed money. Greg, as we refer to, he had a reason for, yeah, for doing. He, that. he did, he did. Yeah. But I, but Greg, what I was telling you because you were at the <clears throat> dentist when we brought this up the other day, what we call the Peter Chris Ace Freely deal. <laughs> Uh, exactly. Pippen, they misjudged it. Yeah. You know, they misjudged it. Pippen took for, he had reasons, but with, with family members who were in wheelchairs that he was taking care of that were paralyzed, he wanted guaranteed money that he knew he was going to have. Uh, but, but then the owner said, but once you do that, I'm the person, if that's what you agree to, that's what you stick to. Now, some people agree or disagree with that. You can go in and say, look, we all know that you're worth more now. So of our own free will, we're going to renegoti- renegotiate yeah. your deal because we want you to feel appreciated. Yeah. That's one attitude, and then the other attitude is that's what you agree to. Yeah. Yeah, and well, uh, if, if I'm that if I'm that owner and I, I'm on a roll like he's oh, on, yeah, I man. try to keep everybody happy. Yeah, me too. And and this is the thing too. I think he I liked some of the things he said and the way he come across. But you know, if you get to kind of examining this, the when they told Phil Jackson it was his last year. Yeah. They've won five NBA championships in a row. Yeah. I I mean, why do you get rid of a coach that's winning like that? And they kind of made it like it was Klaus's deal, Krause's deal, whatever his name was. Crumbs. Crumbs. Yeah, Crumbs. He's not going to do that without the owner's okay. So the owner had some of that. Uh, He he was involved in more than that than I think that what it led on like, just because I don't don't think the GM has that much leeway over a five-time – 
NBA championship coat. No, I agree with you, and I think the owner all but admitted that, and I don't disagree. I mean, I don't agree with everything the owner did. I just think it's refreshing that he doesn't pull any punches and just talks, yeah, that's what I did, and this is why I did it. I'm not saying I agree can, with it, but I'm, I'm glad question. he's not shucking and jiving and trying to act like yeah. he's something that he's not. Yeah. Well, let me ask a question. Why? It's kind of a why, refreshing. What was, what was the burr and everybody saddle against Phil Jackson? Well, because I've never seen him even get excited. I mean, he's very low-key. I don't think he's that low-key. Now, he's a heck of a coach, and he won, yeah. he's won 11 titles, by the way. I don't you <laughs> to think about that a minute. 11. I said 11 <laughs> the NBA The greatest titles. ever. The yeah. greatest That's ever. That's fantastic. But he is the – he also ran – now, think about this. He has contributed for running Jerry West off at the Lakers. Now, that's the NBA logo, if you're wondering. Right, right. But he actually ran him out of that franchise. So, there's some things about Phil Jackson that, that are not very popular. And, and Now, it it doesn't seem it when you're, when you're watching it, okay, because he seems like the, a nice guy. He's a great coach. He doesn't seem like Crumbs Kraus. Right. But evidently, there are some underlying things that we're just not aware of because you don't just go to L.A. and run Jerry West off. Yeah. What, what, he's contributed. What, what, what was the deal with right, let's come, I, don't, I don't know. All right, let's come back. We'll, we'll finish this, and then we'll talk about Tom Brady um, and the Buccaneers. So Gronk's going to come out of retirement and go talk about the midlife crisis, Rick? <laughs> Boy, they're all going through it. Let's say Gronk <laughs> and Tampa Bay – Boy, that that doesn't look troublesome at all, does it? We'll, we'll be right back. Stay close. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Morgan Freeman, fact of the matter is, the Rick and Bubba show was something I could not do without. Ah, yes. Changing the landscape of radio forever. Rick and Bubba. 21 minutes now past the hour. So we're back. Uh, so we unpacked uh, the last dance, the ESPN documentary that we're all so thankful for. Um, by the way, I did think the State Farm commercial was funny the first four times I saw it. After about the 11th or 12th time, I was like, okay, we got the joke on this. This is funny. Uh, that's a lot uh, where they go and, and, and use the fake mouth of, of the past ESPN people saying, yeah. you know, that in the future, that 22 years from now, they're going to do a special. By the way, it, it just hit me so hard. I don't know why when I woke up this morning, then I'm going to say this and move on. This is nothing to land on. Is that does everybody remember Y2K and and, and the year 2000 and yeah. the new millennium? Oh, yeah. That was 20 years ago. Yep. 20, 20 years have passed. I still have some of that water. Bubba, <laughs> 20 years. Do you realize how fast that 20 years went by? Boom. Boom. Gone. 20. All right. But anyway, all right. So let's talk about Gronkowski. So, so the, so the Gronk is saying he's now going to come out of retirement. And the Patriots will have traded him to the Buccaneers where he and Tom Brady will go through their midlife crisis together to Helmsley's point, and others are saying it. Uh, guys, anybody think this is going to – is this going to turn out? I mean, uh, does anybody think Gronk's been keeping himself in shape and ready to go and 
Well, and, and, I mean, and, and, he actually is quoted in here. Now, I don't know what they would. Uh, why wouldn't they say this? But according to his agent, he says he he has been keeping in shape and feels physically better than ever and passed his physical okay. and everything. And so, says so probably ready. the time off helped him. Are we worried about brain uh, injuries yeah, going right. forward for Gronk? Right. You know he's not the sharpest tool right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, so we. <laughs> well, never mind. <laughs> right. I was gonna say I think that's why he's going back to football. He's realized that he he can't he can't keep up with his TV schedule. Yeah, yeah. He he's yeah, I, look at least it may keep him off the pole. Yeah, right. You know some people are, right. some people can transition from football to being a commentator. Gronk just ain't got it. I mean he he can't really he can't every, everything they tried to do with him everything every single thing that was tried to be done with him the New Year's Eve Rock and Eve all of this complete disaster he's just no good in these situations. If it was a frat party he'd be all over. Yeah, it, I'm sure. No, I never heard him do play by play. Was he bad? No, just him being on pregame show. No, no oh, okay. I'm just talking about him. No, being he on, was just like on the panel. Yeah, every, okay. Every panel he was on, Bubba New Year's Rock, anything they tried. Oh, I to, did see him on that. I did see him on some of that. Yeah, yeah anything. I, I, Anything they tried to use him for, it just didn't go well. Yeah, remember Steve Harvey even said, "Look, I ain't working with this guy. This guy's an idiot." Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I mean, I don't know what he's going to do. I mean, WrestleMania thirty six. I mean, there was that. Now this. Yeah. Well, how about trying to do some? How about trying to do some good? Yeah. But but I guess that that probably not his calling card either, from what we've seen. But anyway, so he's going to go back. He's going to play. If we have uh, NFL season, he's going to play for the Buccaneers. So we're going to get Tom Brady throwing to Gronk in Tampa Bay's uniform. Now I think too they've also got the big guy from uh, Texas A and M. What was his name? And uh, Mike Evans. Yeah. They've also got OJ Howard he, too. He's yeah. been a beast down there, man. I mean, he's yeah. one of the. He's like Gronk. I mean, you just yeah. throw it up, he gets it, yeah. muscles everybody down. They're gonna have some heck of receivers. Now I don't know other spots on the team. I don't know about the line to protect Brady, and I don't know about the defense. But uh, man, they've got some receivers. I think defensively they're pretty good. Offensive line, I don't know, Greg. Do you know? I'm not sure. I know this. I, I was surprised to see this because he's, you know, people are really happy with him, with him as a pro. But I think they're looking to trade OJ Howard. Yeah, I, I saw but that I saw in the they, story. I guess they just figure he's just worth so much. If yeah. they can get Gronk, yeah. they can to add build the team. More players with him. You know? yeah. yeah. I, I think they're trying to get success now. They want to be a contender now, not yeah. two or three years. Because let's face it, we we don't know how many Brady's got left. No, be no, no, a we, one and done or here. Right, he right. doesn't have many years left, so you don't have time to do a long term build. Uh, now we're talking about new rules for football. The, if we have football, the NCAA Rick made a fi- some new rules official on Monday. They were first proposed by the rules committee back in February, but they are official now. And some of them hit pretty close to home. Uh, one of them, and it, one of them is being termed the Saban rule or the Malzahn rule, depending on your point of view here in this. But uh, it, it comes out of a play in the Iron Bowl this year between Alabama and Auburn that uh, if the clock runs out and there's a review that has to be done, that the well, you'll have to have three seconds uh, on the clock to snap the ball and get a field goal off. If there's less than three seconds, the half is over. Okay, so that, that one's done. Also, I saw where the um, – um, that it has to be com- uh, reviews have to be completed in under two minutes, mm-hmm. in most instances. So they're going to try to speed that up. Uh, also, the duplicate numbers thing. Thank the Lord, this has been taken on. Uh, they're restricting the number of teammates wearing the same jersey, uh, but now they're still allowing it to be done. But now they're down to two. Did we have that many cases where there were more than two players with the same jersey? That's, on? A, that's a meaningless rule. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm sure there were, but who, that person probably didn't play. But 
this I blame the players. I don't want somebody else's number. I've I, said that for Greg. Me. I know. I, I don't want to go in the same speech again. I just don't. I don't understand it as a human being. I mean, mm-hmm. especially when these teams it looks so weird. Like the quarterback is like the one of the most premier players in the entire NCAA, and I'm gonna wear his jersey and play free safety. I mean, it's just. I mean, it's just stupid. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why anybody would want to have a number of another person on the team. I don't get it. But you know, I, I've said that enough. And they now can wear zero as a legal number. Yep, the number zero is now a legal number. It says. Look for that at nose guard. Let me ask you this on the duplicate uh, numbers. It says only two players can wear the same number. Mm-hmm. So that means one number duplicated on two players, right? So there'll only be one number on the whole list of numbers that can be duplicated. All right. Is that right? right? I thought it's just saying that. that uh, okay. Now, is that, am I understanding that right? I mean, that I'm reading that it. Would, I'm trying that, to understand. Now, if now that's, that's the a case, difference. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's a move in the right direction. If that's right. correct, Bubba, that's a game changer. Let, let me read the, the verb. Let's see. Is it in this story? It says uh, duplicate numbers. Over. The panel approved the rule restricted number of teammates wearing the same number to, to two. two. Does that mean that only two people, to Bubba's point, on the entire team can have the same number? Or does it mean – because if, if it's not well, that, it's a meaningless rule. If there's only two people that can wear the same number, you're talking about one number, two people. That's right. what I'm hoping you're right. If that's what you're saying, then that's good. Because the rule could also be read meaning, what, is there three people with the same number? You know, like sometimes well, if you had two people if with two, I mean, you could have four people involved, right? Correct. If it was two numbers that were duplicated. So if there's only one number duplicated. You're only talking about two players. If that's what they mean. But remember, we have had teams, believe this or not, Bubba, you I will know, not believe it, where an offensive player had the number, a defense player had the number, and the kicker had the same number. So oh, it, it was I on know. three people. So if all they're doing is removing that third person for any number, then we haven't we haven't accomplished anything. But if they're saying if you're going to duplicate a number, you can do it one time on the entire team. Now that would make a difference. Yeah, let me ask sense. you a question. Why would you maybe, do that? Why would you even Shaw, have that rule? If yeah, you're going to do that, just do away with the duplicate number. I'm going to say one only two people can have the same number on the whole team. Well, is there, even, is the, are there enough numbers though for that to happen? I guess there is, but I, okay. I don't know. But in that same category, it says. Um, they're trying to reduce the confusion, whatever, multiple players wearing the same number. It says, allowing more than two players with the same number has created confusion for the game officials and it made scouting uh, opponents difficult. So the Football Rules Committee recommended this adjustment. So it sounds like to me, now I could have it wrong, I was hoping it was Bubba's what he was saying, but it sounds like to me there was been more than two players with the same number and so only two can. Have there been three with the same number? Yeah, well, I just gave you one. I saw one team. The kicker well, had the same number, a defensive player had the number, and the, and some out the offense. Yeah, I think that's just the, the change they've made. Well, then that ain't going to change. Steve Shaw, we, we, need you to, we need you to clarify. Yeah, that's not going to change much. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio! Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh. 35 minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. 866-WE-BE-BIG is the number. And we thank you for being with us. Uh, we do have interviews coming up, uh, and we're going to start them rapid fire starting next hour. So, And coming up, we're going to talk to Phil Walter about Gridiron Men's Conference. How it, 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 It's on, so how? What, what are they going to do? Are there going to be any changes made if you're attending? Right after that, we'll talk to Charles Billingsley, who's been a friend of the program, great uh, musician and singer. He has a new album that's just dropped. Uh, the reason why he has not been out promoting it until now, he's had COVID-19. Uh, so we'll talk to someone who actually had it, and he did not have mild symptoms. So that'll be 
an interesting conversation with Charles coming up later on. What do I do about my my money during this time? Uh, Dave Ramsey will come in, and Dave Ramsey will now say, "Here's the Dave Ramsey world in a very very bizarre situation," and we'll we'll get uh, Dave's view on that. Of course, I'll start that conversation, as I always do, telling him I just bought whole life insurance and I'm leasing a truck. Uh, so let's go to uh, – let me tell you, can I tell you what's not going to go away? Mother's Day. No. If you think you're going to pandemic yourself away from uh, remembering your mom on Mother's Day and all the moms on your list, mamas, mamas do not and they shouldn't give up Mother's Day. 1-800-Flowers.com is ready to go. What a better way to bring some sunshine – to those you love them with flower. Now, flowers, everything's going on. Mom, on May 10th, she needs to hear from us. Uh, and you know what? If your mom is like our mom and, and she's in the you know quarantine and high-risk category, we don't know when mom is going to be allowed to uh, entertain visitors or be invited to your house. But you better be sure you send her something. Uh, you can trust 1-800-Flowers to help make it special. Right now, you get three dozen sorbet roses. Greg, I know these are your favorites for over 25% off the original price. Great way to make mom feel loved when it matters the most. Uh, and we're all going to be rounding some up and sending them out to the mothers on our list. So here's what it's going to look like. They get the, the mix of those pastel shades in pink, orange, and lavender. These are the roses that um, you know mom loves. They're guaranteed uh, to, to get there and to be fresh. Uh, 1-800-Flowers is also committed to safety. Uh, so if you have uh, you know their team members and families, plus if your mom cannot be you know in contact they have contactless delivery available, uh, so you can check on that too. Go ahead and get this done. Mother's Day is coming on May the 10th. You can get three dozen sorbet roses for $39.99, an amazing offer, and you can order today. This offer is going to end on Friday, 1-800-Flowers.com. That's three dozen sorbet roses for $39.99. Click the radio icon and enter the code Bubba to get that deal. You'll see it up in the right part of the screen when you go there. There's also a link at rickandbubba.com under the sponsor. So, um not leaving this yet because uh, we did have another rule change, and this involves targeting. Is that is that right? The targeting rule has has been changed about sending people to the locker room, or what? Yeah, what you don't have to leave the playing uh, area anymore. You can just go to the sideline. But other for other, uh, I'm sorry, other personal fouls like fighting or two. What's the penalty? Uh, unsportsmanlike conduct. You will still have to leave, but targeting people will just now. They'll get to go to the bench and cuss the referee right. instead of doing it as they walk off the field. Okay. All right. There we go. And then, so what's this pregame thing? Uh, uh, the pregame, it, it, uh, it's they're trying to take care of these negative interactions between teams. <laughs> uh, so they're saying officials are required to be on the field uh, not just uh, 60 minutes, but now 90 no, minutes before kickoff. And a coach always has to be there during pregame warm-ups. And players have to be identified by numbers. You see a lot of them coming out with just their undershirt on right, or, yeah. or whatever. They're saying there has to be some type of identification of what number. I don't know a lot of the, uh, um, a lot of the, and we called them spirit packs. I don't know why, but uh, yeah. a lot of the stuff that they wear now has the numbers like really small on the chest or on the, on, you know, on the small of the back or something like that. So I guess that would be fine. They just want to be able to identify the players in case there's an altercation. They can know who it, who it is that started it. But if you have multiple numbers, I guess you can blame the other number. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it was the yeah. other 68, not me. Yeah, yeah right. As long as, we, as long as we got multiple numbers, uh, which I just – I mean, that makes me just want to ram my head into a brick wall. Uh, but uh, but anyway, so it, it – uh, 
especially if uh, if that rule is is just now where you can't have more than. So what we've done is I tell you where we're going to stop this. Three people can't have the same number. <laughs> Good night. I mean, did so, y'all know that in in NCAA history there was actually two place kickers that wore one hundred. No, the, I'd love to that see so it. Good. That actually I happened. bet that looked good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish he was a big fat guy, so there's room to get Greg, them all in. Greg, you know as well as I know what's coming your way this fall if we play football, and that is that there's going to be the biggest defensive lineman on the planet wearing zero. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I don't like the defensive linemen wearing single numbers anyway. One, because their bodies are so huge, it makes the number look even smaller. It does. But, oh, Rick, <laughs> it will be a nose guard, number zero. Yeah. You know, right. Let me ask you this. Is that going to make way to double zero? Are we going to allow double zero if we allow zero? Well, Greg, the way things well, are going that now. That is zero, isn't it? Greg, the way things are going now, because, you know, we, we're, <laughs> we're just about to remove completely from our society the word no. I mean, it's just going to be completely gone. So what it's going to be now is anything these athletes want, we'll just let them have whatever they want. At some point, we'll have them wearing, you know, symbols. It won't be long till they want to be a number. Somebody says, "Well, I like a symbol. I, I I want a symbol that stands for me, and I've got it tattooed on my body, and I want it on my jersey too. And if you don't let me wear a symbol, I'm gonna to go to this other school. Well, a symbol it is. Uh, and so it, it, it won't we just Crazy. watch yeah, it, the word. No, it's like, it, it has anybody, we're, we're raising up a whole generation. That didn't even know that word exists. You know, all you do is take the word on and flip it around. It, 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 I mean, it just, Rick, I wanted number 27 in college and you know what number I, uh, I told I couldn't have 27, 27. You know what number I ended up with? What's that? Number one. You know why? Cause there's one of the few left and they just said, hell Helms, you're gonna wear one. Yeah, yeah, I had, I had, and the, you survived too. It didn't and I crush survived you. it. You know what? I actually embraced it. Kind of liked it towards the end. Well, of it. It, the only thing is, it messed up your tattoo. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I don't have a tattoo. You're, you're, but same exact experience for me. Okay, and I even had the deal, and you may have two hams. I don't know. We're in the recruiting process. I was all but told I would get seventy-five uh, because I asked about it. They say, "Hey, what's your favorite number?" I said, "Well, I've wore seventy-five since I was in the seventh grade." Because uh, I love to mean Joe Green and all that, hmm. and uh, they said, "I tell you what, that, that sounds good." I said, "So uh, you know, I didn't. No, I wasn't making any demands. They just they told me to write down no, on, on, on my application yeah. what number I wanted. <clears throat> so I write that down. I'm thinking to myself, man, I can't wait to wear 75. You know, for the Troy Trojans. I, I mean, I can't wait. I, I start picturing that cardinal red and all that, and I thought, I bet 75 looked cool in that too. So, so I show up, and these same wonderful people that had been telling my mama how good her food was and been telling us how much they loved me and how wonderful I was, suddenly they acted like they didn't know me. And uh, and I walked up, and I'm like, well, hey, Coach so-and-so, and he says, go in there, freshman, and get your name across your helmet. And they would take the freshman and demoralize and put our name across our helmet and write it to Sharpie what your name was. So then I roll over to the very, very – the great disposition equipment manager, and he always had a wonderful disposition. And so so I walk up to him. I said, hey, I'm Rick Burgess. I'm here to play for the Troy Trojans. And all of a sudden he takes my stuff, boom, throws it up, pulls it out of the cage, number 96. And I said, hey, I think I'm number 75. He said, who told you that? I said, everybody that I've talked to, you know, that's been recruiting me. He goes, you're number 96. Our defensive linemen wear 90s numbers. And I'm like, yeah, I think I'm supposed to be 75. And he said, hey, for the last time, you're 96. <laughs> and he said it in a way that I knew it was the last time. Sure, <laughs> sure. So, so, yeah. so guess what I did? I put on 96. And yeah. you know, now here's the part that's going to make it even worse. Did you know that nobody wore 75 that year on the team? There was no offensive right. lineman with it. They just right. had it available for a guy that they dressed out on the non-conference games uh, and I remember the first time I saw a guy who didn't even play wearing it, and I'm like, so 75 was available. But you know what they did? They said, that's not what we want you to wear. So you wear 96. 
And uh, and then my oldest son, he was number sixty three. He was number forty eight. He one uh, for a couple games. He was eighty six. And for one brief moment in the A day, he was forty seven. Uh, so uh, so so they they kind of just uh, you know told him what number he would wear based on what position they would move him to, and that's kind of how it went. Now I'm sure if he pitched a fit like and was some five star, he could have wore whatever he wanted. Oh yeah. But uh, <laughs> but but it's um, there was a time when the coaches said we'd love to have you here, but when you come here, you do what we say. Yeah. But what happens now is your rival says, well, you can wear any, you can wear any number you want to, even if we tear it off. Uh, you know, of 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 somebody uh, who's a cancer patient. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Who wants to worry on the sideline? Who played for us last year? You know, whatever you want, we'll let you do as long as you'll play for us. Yeah, it's a competitive bidding. It's yeah. a booger. Yeah. So and it just it's just and you know what? You ain't helping nobody. You're not helping anybody no. when you do that. And it's a uh, but yeah, I remember that little wake up call. Everybody who loved me during the recruiting process suddenly acts like they don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, and that's a great teaching moment that nobody gets anymore. Right. You know, yeah. the, the number thing was, oh wow, so I really don't get everything I want. Oh, okay, <laughs> right. And you know what? I was okay about an hour after it happened. I was done with it. Guys, I didn't care anymore. Guys, I was just happy I had a jersey to begin with. Guys, if you'd have been me searching the team for number seventy-five, I thought I was going to see like an All-American who played offensive tackle. We're in seventy, and I couldn't find it. And all of a sudden, we had a non-conference game, and like a redshirt freshman ran on the sideline with it. On. I'm like, this guy gets seventy five, <laughs> and uh, and so they really they just they just didn't want me to be seventy five. They want me to wear ninety six. <laughs> That's what I wore. <laughs> did, they, did they have all the defensive linemen in the nineties? Yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. Of what they did? yeah. Everybody on the defensive line all wore nineties numbers, and so that's what they wanted. So guess what? That's what we did. Yeah. Or we could have backed it up and gone to the house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll be back. Your phone calls are next. All 10 lines are available at 866 We Be Big, and we'll phone troll next and talk to you. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. It's 10 minutes to the top of the hour, and lines are available, and Stretch Armstrong is lining you up to talk to us, and we can't wait to chat. Here we go. A long distance, directly assistance, every quote, two on two. All right, so we'll, um, we'll, we got lines available. We'll go phone trolling at 866-WE-BE-BIG. Things you need to know. Buffalo Wild Wings Charity Charge going on today at participating Buffalo Wild Wings locations. Obviously, it'll be curbside takeout service. 10% of all food sales today. At participating Buffalo Wild Wings go to the Christian Service Mission. Uh, that's in Birmingham, Alabama. They have a food bank, and they really try to take care of the needs of their community all the time, whatever those needs may be. Really needing some peanut butter and jelly uh, for the food bank, and uh, they're asking people to bring that by these participating locations, if you can today as well, as they're going to try to collect a 1,000 jars of peanut butter and jelly. But 10% of whatever you buy will go to the Christian Service Mission as well. You can find details about that at uh, our show notes there at rickandbubba.com. So uh, that uh, that is going on today, and the Wednesday Bible Study will be back today as well on our YouTube channel at noon Central Time, 1 o'clock Eastern, as we uh, get toward the end of finishing up our walk word for word through the Gospel of John, and then it will be archived soon after and put out on our social media platforms. So let's start with Curtis in the great state of Alabama. Curtis, you got 30 seconds. Go right ahead. What's on your mind? What's going on, fellas? You, buddy. Buddy. Hey, uh, one of the disadvantages for Ro- uh, Gronkowski coming out of retirement to play with the Tampa Bay is now he's got to defend his WWE 24-7 title uh, at any time. Uh, so he could be out on the practice field, get tackled, 
And here comes one of the wrestlers, jumps on him, takes his title away from him. So. <laughs> well, that's true. He did do that. By the way, anybody who follows pro wrestling, I know their format, of course they thought it wouldn't go on this long, was that they would just go into empty arenas and do TV productions. Is that still going on? You know, I'm out of the loop on that yeah. one, Rick. <clears throat> I had people tell me who watch it that like they'll go to an arena. They were doing this. I don't know if you're still doing it. And you watch it on TV, but they're just in there doing their show in an, in an empty arena for, for TV. Yes, yes. My understanding is that they're still doing it, yes. And that they, they pre-taped quite a few as well, but um, that is the game plan. As long as they have to keep doing that, they will keep doing that. Sam in Kentucky. Sam, 30 seconds. Go ahead. Hey, morning, Biggins. I know exactly why the referee's got to be out there 90 minutes before the game. Why? Because uh, in UK, in uh, Kentucky's bowl game this past uh, January, Lynn Bowden, the quarterback, was out warming up about two hours before the game, and he was running around the field and got shouldered by one of the other players from the other team, and then they were talking about each other's mothers and all all snot broke loose. You know what I'm Yeah, Yeah, well, that's what they're talking about, that people don't know how to act in pregame now, so now the referees have to be out there. Uh, even even earlier, so yeah, yeah that, the gangs are taunting each other. Yeah, you don't want that. Eight six six, we be big, Bob in Alabama. Lines are available if you want to come in at eight six six, we be big, Bob. Go ahead. Hey, how y'all doing? We're good. We're great. Well, uh, hey, I wanted to apologize to Helmsy the way I came across yesterday. I wasn't putting them down for making money or getting this or getting that. I mean, I'm all for that. You know, I'm all for the working man. What I was, my point I was trying to make is, you know, everyone's talking about this new norm. Well, for a lot of people, nothing's out. Uh, you know, Bob, uh, Helmsley told me that he was waiting on his property, and he looked for you all day, <laughs> and he, he didn't see you. And, I'm sorry uh, I let him go. I uh, wanted uh, to know yeah. uh, if, he, if he understood that Helms, because he got a check, you know, meant that he he wasn't uh, rich and and whatever the description was. Look, if the guy was trying to make the point, I want to go into that if, again. If the guy was trying to make the point, and he and he admits he did a terrible job of doing it, his communication okay. of the point was okay. bad. Mm-hmm. If he was trying to make the point that the pandemic experience for Rick Burgess and the pandemic experience for Bob is different, he is correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if your if your pandemic experience is no money coming in, or your business is closed and you're waiting on the government to send you some crumbs, that is a different situation than people, no matter how much money you make, that are getting their check when they always get it. That's a different mm-hmm. experience. Right. And, uh, and so and Helms wanted me to uh, Helms wanted me to tell you guys he's not in on the chat right now because of the the pandemic. His butler his butler's not available to help him out, so he's having to make his own breakfast. <laughs> We continue. No, Bubba, you were confused. There was a different person about the <laughs> stimulus check. Okay. It, was, right. it wasn't that guy. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, yeah. he was apologizing. See, I didn't hear it, yeah. so I didn't know if that yeah. was Yeah, yeah. Bob Bob tried to come across like, you know, that you know, we don't understand or, or wasn't he the white collar guy? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and yeah. everybody yeah, he was white. saying it, it's different, blue collar and white collar. The experience is different depending on, I guess, how you're infected, which is all right. right. what he should have said is because it's true, guys. And we're not all in the same boat. Now, if it goes on long enough, we all will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's some people that like. Are, do you think that a lot of white collar the, the, the guy the, the guy who wants to go to open up his barber shop that we keep talking about is he in the same boat as the grocery store? No, the grocery store is in a better boat. The grocery stores they're not just doing okay; they're doing better than ever. 
So is the person whose business is shut down and they can't go to work, are they in the same boat with Lowe's? No, they're not. Uh, are people that can't get any income in the same boat that we're in right now? They're not. We're, we're, in, a, we're in an easier boat. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just true. But, but that, it doesn't mean that, that because you're in a more comfortable situation, you won't, you're sitting there going, I'll oh, let this thing go on and on, man. Well, let's, don't, let's don't get out there too quick. Well, that's easy to say if you're the one getting a check every month. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little different when somebody says, I don't know how much longer I can hang on. That's not; Those are two different boats. Like, for instance, governors that will not open their state up, they should be doing without a paycheck. Yeah, and I, you know, you brought that up earlier. We never did go down that road. If you work for the government, even though if you're not working, you're just furloughed, are you still getting a check? I like, imagine you are. Like Speedy said, his son can't go do his driver's test and go get his, uh, his permit or no, license. No, it's just it's it's like the DMV is not open. Right, right. For you to go out on your driver's test and have somebody sit with Which you. Which we understand you know. why they're doing that. But are those people that work at that office are they still getting paid? So, I would suspect so. I, I don't know that, but I I'm yeah. guessing so. Well, and I know it's it's I know how it's meant. I'm not trying to be overly uh, critical. But we have to be careful, like a politician, like yesterday, that said nobody wants to open the economy more than me. Well, if you're getting a check, you don't want it to open as much as the guy who's not getting a check. That's just a fact. Uh, I mean, you know, it's not the same thing. You know, it's one thing to say, I want you, Speedy, to run a mile. Okay, so how far I got to run? Well, run a mile. It may be longer than that, but start running. And then another guy walks up and says, now you're going to do the same thing, but I want you to wear a jacket full of weights. So Speedy doesn't have to wear the jacket with weights. No, y'all were both gonna run, but he didn't have that. He doesn't have that vest on with all the weight in it. You do. Well, y'all not in the same boat. Uh, you're, you're both running, and it's difficult, but it's not the same. Uh, the one wearing the weighted vest is having a much more difficult time than the guy who doesn't. Yeah. Uh, we continue. Uh, Casey in Oxford. Casey, go ahead. Thirty seconds. How you doing? Wait, wait, wait. Morning, guys. Uh, I've been off for about 18 days. I got a five-year-old and a nine-month-old baby. Uh, the un- unemployment that uh, I'm pulling now is about the same as my income, and I get to spend time with my family. You know, God bless everybody that's sick out there, but personally, this quarantine's been awesome. Well, if, if your check you're getting is about the same as what you're getting anyway, and by the way, I'm not saying you're this way, and I'm glad you're having a great time with your family that you normally wouldn't have. There have been some blessings in all this. There always is. But my worry is if people get used to that situation, what motivates them to go back to work? And uh, we've seen those programs be abused in the past. And I'm not saying this guy's going to do that. I'm just saying that I heard that concern from people yesterday, too. Top of the hour. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. That common sense is a superpower. American heroes, Rick and Bubba. Six minutes now past the hour from the broadcast plaza and teleport. You got uh, yours truly, old number one here, along with Speedy and Stretch Armstrong. Home Studios, uh, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler are all there. And then uh, welcome back for a brand new hour. Put your hands together for Bill Bubba Bussy. Hey, Bubba. Rick, what an honor and a privilege it is to be sharing the pandemic and social separating together. Yes, Bubba, you know what? My, they say that separation makes the heart grow fonder. Still waiting on that, but I know it'll get here. <laughs> well, I, look, hey, I miss you and I love you. Man. Hey, love you, man. I, I love, love you. you. I love you as much as a straight man I can, buddy. Man. 
Uh, Phil Waldrop, uh, the Great Iron Men's Conference, and uh, we've talked to Phil a couple of times, uh, even one of our podcasts, because uh, he just had a new book come out, Beyond Betrayal, Overcoming Past Hurts and Beginning to Trust Again. And we've talked about that, but today we're going to focus uh, on the Great Iron Men's Conference. Phil, welcome back to Rick and Bubba. Well, thanks, Rick. It's great to be with you. Well, so Phil, here's the deal. It, it, uh, Father's Day weekend, we, we certainly, the conference is, is still on. But I know that you know when, when the, we got two things going on right now. And that is the economy, you know, hopefully starting to open back up a little bit in places. Our state, I think, will join uh, hopefully sooner than later. Um, but uh, this conference, the, it, there's two things we have to do: get the economy open, and then give people the confidence to go out and participate in that mm-hmm. economy. And so let's talk about that for a minute. I mean, we got a great lineup for the Great Iron Men's Conference. Uh, I, I can't right. wait. First time that Huntsville's ever hosted it, which is uh, which is which is great. Um, two things I want to ask about today, and one of them is: so if I'm going to the conference during pandemic 2020, versus when I've gone to it in the past, or maybe I'm going for the first time, what are you guys doing right now to say here's some differences that we're going to make to accommodate anyone's concern? Well, the first thing I want to assure people is this. If the conference has to be canceled, everybody gets a complete refund. So a lot of times I know I was listening this morning, Major League Baseball has had a lawsuit because they're not giving money back for their tickets. So I want people to have the assurance that if the event has to be canceled, then they get a full refund. So that's number one. Number two is we are in constant conversations with health officials. People need to remember, and this is a little bit of perspective here. We're taking this very serious. I I want people to know that. But we're only about six weeks into this. We maybe four weeks, five weeks, six weeks that we've really been involved in the level that it is. Well, we're two months away from Father's Day. So it seems like it's been an eternity, but yet two months is quite a long time. And there's a lot of things that are happening on the medical scene. There's a lot of things that we're learning about the disease. And I'm not taking it lightly. But what I tell people when they ask us is we're in conversation with health officials uh, about social distancing, about seating, all of the things that we can do to assure that this is going to be a safe event. We will not have the event if it is not safe. But as of today, we're planning full speed ahead because we feel with what we're going to be putting in place under the advice of health officials, as well as some advancements that may be coming out that haven't been made public yet, which is going to be, I think, some good news because it's all in testing and so forth like that. Uh, We're full speed ahead as of today. So, Phil, I know that uh, I've had the honor of being at the conference uh, every other year for, for several years, maybe, what, 10 years or so. And, uh, and so I, I remember what the room looked like in Tuscaloosa. I certainly am very, very familiar with the arena in Birmingham. And I believe, Bubba, this may be the same room. If not, it's a different room that we, we had the Rick and Bubba uh, 20-year tour. We're, you know, we were in the Von Braun Center, but the Propes, right. uh, Propes Arena, how many does it seat, Phil? Depending on the floor seating, uh, it, it ranges anywhere from six to seven thousand, all the way up, I think, to eight or nine thousand. And one of the things we're going to be instituting is we're probably going to have ushers so that nobody's really sitting by, any, you know, directly yeah. by someone. Sure. So we're going to space people out. So that's going to limit us on how many men we can have. 
That's why it's important. We don't have a whole lot of seats left for those who are going to be there. I want to encourage you because right now we do have limited seating. And I don't mean just that many that are just, you know, limited in terms of many left. We have limited seating because of the spacing that we're going to have involved. But men can still have the full experience, hear the truth. And, and quite frankly, if we get the, you know, the green light to go and we can do uh, gridiron, it's going to be at that point where people are going to be ready to be out and be with people. Uh, we believe, we hope we believe that probably within the next two weeks or so, three weeks at the most, churches are going to be able to once again begin meeting. And if churches began to, you know, to meet in May, then we're a whole month later at Gridiron. So there's going to be a lot of things. You know, Rick, nobody's been through this before. Right. Uh, nobody has experienced what we're experiencing. So safety first, but at the same time, we want it to be an experience where men's lives can be impacted and touched. Rick, I think the uh, the part that where we were is not what you're talking Correct, about. Yeah, it's smart. actually the area where uh, Donald Trump was that Correct. I, when I was hosting Correct. that event up there. Yeah, so, we were in more, it's of, more of a basketball arena type. Correct. Thing. Yeah, we Correct. were we were in the theater setup, which Ooh, I think seats right. about maybe two thousand, maybe a little less. Yeah, that's yeah, small. No. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so we're, we're so in we got the big room. arena where they yeah. where they do the hockey games and all of that. Yeah. So we have now, the, Phil. I, I wanted ahead, to ask too because I know Rick was uh, thinking about this. Are all the speakers going to be wearing masks when they're talking? <laughs> Well, you know, the question is probably yes, except when they're speaking and they'll be farther enough away. But I got to tell you, I've had a little fun with that because, you know, speaking, we probably can make it. I just think Charles Billingsley ought to have to sing wearing a mask. Well, yeah, yeah I uh, mean, because he'll be projecting and we know he's had it. So, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, you know, if y'all want to have a little fun with him and don't tell him, you need to have a mask and tell him when he gets there. Yeah. Right before he goes on stage, he's got to <laughs> sing with a mask on, Rick. That'd yeah. be hilarious. Well, listen, yeah, and we're, you and can we're count on that. Him, yeah, count on that, Phil. We're actually going to tell him that next. We're going to tell him that next segment. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell him. Tell him it's not a mask. It's got to be a full face mask. Yeah, shield. You know, so, because he's had it. You know, we got to be oh, yeah, careful. Totally. Uh, totally. All right, so he's, he is free today. Thanks, the Lord. Amen. But yes, he's been through it. All right, and so, ask him if he'll donate plasma to all the people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the only problem is I'm afraid if I got Charles Bisley's plasma, if I had to have it, my voice would go up like three octaves. That's my fear. So, yeah. so fortunately, I haven't you had start it. Start wearing but, pink shirts. No, that's good. <laughs> and I won't do that. Yeah. So, so the, the, for everybody, we're gonna we're gonna have uh, limited seating, meaning the the construction of the arena will be different, taking all this into account. So. And the good news is you get a full refund if it's canceled. So don't let right. the the concern that, well, if I get my ticket and then they cancel it, I'm stuck. No, you'll get a full refund if it's canceled. We don't see it being canceled right now, but God forbid if something like that ha- uh, happens, you get a full refund. So what I would do is move, go ahead and get a seat so you know you have one, and then you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. And on that note, uh, David Jeremiah will be there. Steve Farrar will be there. Josh Rivas will be there. Charles Billingsley leading worship. I'm honored to be there. You feel obviously are always there. It's your your ministry. But I want to talk a minute about Larry the Cable Guy because right. uh, you know when that name shows up in the lineup, people are like Larry the Cable Guy. Tell us a little bit. I know he's going to be talking about his testimony. There, he's made a major change spiritually in his life. He has. You know, many people don't realize his dad was a preacher, and he actually grew up going to a Christian school and went to a Christian college for a while. But Larry, uh, who is known by Dan is his real name, about two years ago, really went through some experiences. Now, he's still a comedian. 
But I'm telling you to hear him talk about the difference of the man that he is and to talk, to see him weep. And, and literally I've witnessed that about his relationship with the Lord. He's growing, he's getting there. He's very good friends, by the way, with Charles Billingsley. He and Charles and Dr. Jeremiah are really good friends. And Dr. Jeremiah has really invested quite a bit in his life. And so when people hear him, you know, he made a statement one time that was very insightful. He said, one of the struggles he said, I have is all of my sins, uh, a lot of my sins in terms of what I've said and what I've done is on video. Yeah, I heard him say that. And so people say, well, I saw this movie and he did such and such. And to hear him talk about now how that's not where I am, that's not where I want to be. And this is, you know, he has shared, he was at Liberty University, he's in other places where he shared his testimony. But I wanted him to come. And and sometimes when people say, why do you have somebody like that come? I'll tell you why, Rick. Because quite frankly, there are people that don't know Jesus Christ who won't come hear me, won't come hear you, but they may come with a friend to hear Larry the That's Cable right. Guy. That's exactly and right. And they hear a little bit of his story, but they're going to hear a whole lot of truth from others. So we're usually kind of using him. I, I tell people it's a little bit like uh, the bait on the hook. They don't realize that what they're going to hear from him, he'll do some comedy. He's a funny guy. Sure, no doubt. But, he, but then there's going to be a sit-down interview with him where he says, hey, I'm not Larry the Cable Guy. I'm Dan Whitney, and let's talk about life. Thanks, Phil. Looking forward to it, and uh, let's all be, be pray- let's all be praying that this is all going to come together. But the bottom line is, a lot of you needed to hear that today. If you buy a ticket and the, the yes. state won't let us have it, or we need for safety reasons not to have it, uh, then you'll get a full refund. But we're also going to set up the seating a little different uh, because of the times we now live in. So that means there's fewer seats available. So go ahead and grab them now at gridironmen.com or go to rickandbubba.com under the sponsors. Thanks, Phil. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. And you listen to my buddies Rick and Bubba. If you're not, you're a communist. Get her done. 22 minutes now past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. 866 We Be Big is our number. Uh, and we're, we're having to redo our. Um, our Zoom format, we, we had to froze up just a minute. The wind blows hard against this mountainside Across the sea into my soul It reaches into where I cannot hide All right, so um, we're going to talk to Charles Billingsley. Bubba, can you hear my bed music right now? No, I cannot, but I hear you. Oh, that's a shame because you're missing something right now. Yeah, I got it. Dude. I got it. Heart is old and holds my memories. Oh yeah. My body burns a gem. Do you know who that is? That is uh, who? That's Charles Billingsley covering Kerry. I started to say. Uh, yeah. We used to spin that when we were DJ. It's on his new album. Here's Charles Billingsley doing an '80s classic, baby. Uh, yeah, of course you do, because you're from the greatest decade mankind's ever known. Yeah. I remember, you know, ri- I'm a re- I remember riding around the mall in Gautier, Mississippi, listening yes, to Yes, sir. You thing. think I didn't roll this down at Quintard Mall? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Charles, 
because we tell people all the time, and you may not be familiar with this, that I actually weep for the young folks today because they didn't get to grow up in the 80s. And the 80s were to date the greatest decade mankind has ever seen. Absolutely. And and we had so much going on, and there was a few negatives, but the positives outweighed it so much. Yep. Uh, Nobody walked around eggshells. I mean, if Mm -mm. you, you know, you could Mm -mm. say what you wanted to say, and Reagan had the Russians had on the president. run. Yeah. The yeah. economy was smoking. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, it was just a great time. And yeah. I cry because everybody could not experience what we did growing yeah, up. Yeah, viruses well, were okay. afraid of us. <laughs> yeah, viruses didn't even come on our show. They wouldn't have touched Charles. Nothing Bill. to do with. It. All right, so let's let me set and everything. Music was amazing. Yeah, yeah. let, let yes, me let, let's set everything up. So Charles Billingsley's here. He's a friend, and he is a COVID nineteen survivor, which we're going to get into. And apparently barbers are still open there in Southern California. Yeah. By the way, Charles, well, your hair looks look, fantastic. I, thank you. My, my my niece came over and cut my hair yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Well, all of us, we look like we have been on a <laughs> uh, on a military binge or something, and we can't. We've all our hair's all out of control. And Rick broke oh. quarantine rules and had somebody come over, yeah. but the rest yeah, of yeah. us are pretty pretty shaggy. Yeah. yeah you should have seen me yesterday, buddy. You, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot better. You, you know what? I, your money's worth on that one. When I got my hair cut, you know what I said? Is that person came in to cut my hair that I've known for over 20 years? Give me, give me a haircut or give me death. <laughs> So, so, all right, so, all right, so, so let's talk a minute, Charles. I mean, I can hear your voice is still a little bit raspy, a little hoarse, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, let, I, we, let, we're we going to come back to the album, and I got to ask what made you do is it, it, it's Curie's. How you say it? Curie? Curie. Curie. That's Curie. Right. Curie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Curie, because I never knew that when it was a, wasn't an Australian band or something that was singing. I can't remember. Uh, they were out of LA. It's a group called Mr. 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 Mm-hmm. That's right. Broken Wing. That's right. Coming up next album, Broken Wing. <laughs> but, 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 but anyway, so, so you, you, you got COVID 19, Charles. I mean, you got it. I mean, yeah, do, do you, crazy. first of all, do you have any idea how you got it? Any idea at all? No, the, the only thing I can figure is, uh, on my last flight back into Lynchburg, we had, we were coming back from spring break with the boys and it was right when they were shutting down everything. And this lady in front of me was coughing and wheezing oh boy. and her lungs sounded like a dang washing machine. Mm. And so, I mean, I, I don't know if that's, if that was what it was or not, but that's the only thing we can figure. Hey Charles, yeah, Rick, I, I'm not Rick. a medical doctor, but if you're on an airplane and the woman in front of you is coughing and wheezing like her Barking lungs, like a dog. and her lungs are like they're in a washing machine, and you got COVID nineteen, I'm going to go ahead and connect that dot. <laughs> Rick, what was funny when when well, we were down story. reconnecting and you you guys didn't hear it? Uh, Charles said said I am the only said there's only thirty people in our whole area that's had it, and I'm one of them. <laughs> you're one of the thirty, and he's in Southern California. Yeah. No, no, I'm I'm in Lynchburg. Virginia now. Lynchburg now. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it's the weirdest thing, man. I mean, just weird. I don't know how I got it, but. Well, that's how you got it. Charles, is... Charles, that's how you got it. I mean, can we go ahead and clear that up? Why don't you just tell people going okay. forward, you well, caught it from a woman uh, coughing on a plane. I mean, <laughs> I don't did know anybody else in your family, was. did anybody else in your family get it from her? No, now, now here's the amazing thing for three weeks, for tw- 24 days, I had this thing. Wow. And, um, mm. and somehow, some way by the grace of God, my family stayed negative the entire time. I don't know how. Now, did you quarantine yourself away from yeah, them? Yeah, yeah. We got a little. We we're renting this house in Lynchburg, and and um, I I had a little room upstairs that I quarantined myself into, and and I tell you what, man, twenty four days of isolation is a weird deal. 
And you Weird were, deal. When you text me, I guess you were about midway through it the first time I found out about it, and we text back and forth. Yeah. You said it, it, it was you were not having this experience of those that say, I have no symptoms or I have mild symptoms. You, no. you had the major ordeal, right? Apparently so. My doctor said I had a severe case. In fact, I ended up in the hospital for uh, two day, two nights and three days. And, wow. and uh, the, the, my, my blood work and stuff was just off the charts. In fact, my doctor told me after I got out of the hospital, he, he said, um, man, I didn't want to tell you this, he said, but I was a little nervous because, and I knew we had to put you in there, he said, because um, if you weren't any better and if you, if, if you weren't in half decent shape, you'd be dead. Mm-hmm. So, uh, wow. so talk to us a little bit about what, what, what the symptoms were for you. Well, speaking it, was, of that. it was weird. I, we went to dinner on my anniversary at my 26th anniversary it was March 27th. We went to dinner that night with some friends and I, and I had a fever and I knew I had a fever. And then the next day I had another fever, but I went golfing and just kind of, you know, I just figured, well, I was just some, this low grade thing. And then did church the next morning, you know, online, like everybody's doing and kept my distance from people, but I wasn't feeling all that good. And so Sunday afternoon, the fever got worse. And then for the next seven or eight days, I had about 102 to 103 degree temperature nonstop and it wasn't going anywhere. All right. Hang on, Charles. Hang on, Charles. All right. So we come back. It's starting to take a turn. Look, when we're older yep. too, when you start getting fever, even anywhere in that range, when you're a little, when you get a little older, when you're not just a kid, man, it bangs on you hard. Mm. We'll come back, Charles Billingsley. He's on the other side, twenty-four days with COVID nineteen. We'll talk to him. When we come back, and also about his new album, Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. You're listening to the Rick and Bubba Show, the two sexiest fat men alive. 35 minutes now past the hour. The title cut from Charles Billingsley's new album, I Was Made for This, available wherever music is sold right now. We'll talk about the album coming up a little bit. Uh, I do want to point you to MyPillow.com. What the job that Mike Lindell and, and the guys have done with this phenomenal American company. Uh, and, uh, you know, Mother's Day's coming up, and, uh, you know, a lot of us may not be able to be with mom, especially if she's gotten, you know, to the point that she might be high risk and it may not be time to do that yet. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do for mom, but uh, also don't forget about my pillow. I mean, there's all sorts of products there. Uh, they're, they're busy, you know, they, they furloughed some workers and then they brought them back and had them start making, you know, uh, masks and other things our medical teams have needed. They've really done their job for their country. And there's some great specials available right now. If you go to MyPillow.com, look at Radio Specials, and then take the promo code Bubba, and you can walk in there and get all kinds of savings. What about their their towels and washcloths? You know, they have that now. The best you'll ever have. We, they're so absorbent. We have those at the house now. We love them. Maybe send some, the moms on your list some of those. Giza uh, Dream Sheets are fantastic. The classic MyPillow. I mean, I, I can't go anywhere on the road if I ever get to go on the road again and um, and sleep without it. You know, they have the travel version, and then they have the premium. There's some buy one, get one freeze there. So go to MyPillow.com, look at radio specials, use the promo code Bubba, or just go to RickandBubba.com under the Sponsors button. You'll see a link right there as well. We're talking to Charles Billingsley. I just told you he's got the new album out. Charles probably had an idea that he was going to go out and promote that album uh, right until COVID, <laughs> COVID-19 uh, came in and took him down. We think likely caught it 
from a woman on a plane. When you talk about the blessing and protection, I know that any of us that are worth anything, and I know we're all wretched people and equal at the foot of the cross in need of redemption, but if you have anything inside of you at all, you probably would say, if it's going to come into this house, let me have it, keep it away from my children, keep it away from my wife, I'll go battle through this thing. I wouldn't wish this them this on them. They're on the same airplane. They live in your yeah. same house, and none of them have gotten it. I I just got to say praise the Lord for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too, buddy. It's a miracle, honestly. I mean, they were <clears throat> tested three weeks ago, and it came back negative. And then the way it works is you got to go through 72 hours of no fever before I can get tested. Um, and then I have to get tested two days in a row. And it came back on Monday. Um on my wife's birthday that I was negative and it came back that the rest of them were still negative and I don't know how, but, um, that was a great day. I, I still got a lot of residual stuff I'm dealing with, like the double pneumonia and a bunch of pain in my legs and stuff that this is a cruel, cruel virus. It attacks you neurologically and physically. And, and then the mental aspect of it is, uh, well, I tell you what, those days in the hospital were absolutely just grueling. And the doctor came in on Saturday and she said, look, I know you want to go home. And I said, oh, you have no idea how bad I want to go home. She goes, well, your blood work's actually worse today than it was yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Mm. She said, but uh, we're not a prison and I don't want to keep you here if you don't want to be here. She said, the problem is, is that if you leave, what can happen is with your lungs is they can just shut down immediately. And she said, you won't get back here. She said, Mm. you'll die. And you know what? I just told her, I said, I think I'm willing to take that chance. Charles Billingsley. So I I left the hospital and came home and just prayed for a miracle. And and the Lord, uh, you know, we had oxygen here. My doctor brought over oxygen and stuff. But uh, thank God, somehow, some way, I never had to go on a ventilator. I never had to you know, go through all those steps that so many other people have had to go through. But your doctor made a good point, and we were going to the break, so I think we need to revisit that. If you had not taken care of yourself, because, you know, we cut up a lot, but you've done a good job of taking care of yourself and, and trying to be as healthy as we can be at the age we all are now. And mm-hmm. and your doctor did tell you if you had not taken care of yourself, yeah. that, that it probably would have sadly had a different ending. Yeah, he said, no doubt. He said, these numbers are off the chart. He said, you, you'd you be dead. And, um, you know, it just a, it was a, a real wake-up call for me um, just on how grateful I am for life, first of all, but also just um, how important it is to, 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 to get exercise and be in shape and, and, you know, just do the things you need to do um, because you never know when something like this is going to hit you. I mean, this... I hadn't had a cold in three years yeah. and this just hit me out of nowhere. And I don't know why it hit me, but I've learned a lot of lessons and um, yeah, I'm just so grateful to be coming out on the other side. Charles, can I, can I ask you a personal question? Sure. Can I have a bag of plasma? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hold up, Charles. You may not have been laughing that hard yet. 
Hang on, don't get don't get swimmy headed. Oh, <laughs> you're not ready. Man, yet. I was about to tear I, I, up. Yeah. I had to bring you back there. No, no, uh, I I, uh, I don't know how I can make that for you, but yeah. I'll try my best. You yeah. know, that's the uh, the best thing. Somebody's got over it. Get a get a little plasma from yeah. them, Bubba. You yeah. get those antibodies going. <laughs> uh, so, but Charles, seriously, uh, we, we as we hear a lot about this, we hear that there may be some long lasting lung issues with some of these people. Are you having any yeah. of that or ha- well, have you tried to sing much? I guess you couldn't with uh, your pneumonia and everything, right? I'm starting to hum a little bit, but yeah, it's <laughs> real shallow breath right now still, but, but Hey, it's way better than it was. So, was was it just hard to breathe? Was that, we hear that it's, uh, yeah, it, it it's feels the, like your lungs are just full of cotton or something. Yeah. It's really weird because it's not like this, you know, not like this liquidy thing. It's a dry and it's the weirdest feeling between your nose and your throat. It's a dry, it's, it's this dry feeling. Um, and, and so what happens is you just start breathing real shallow. You don't feel a lot of, you know, like when you have bronchitis or something, you, you feel all that stuff in there. You don't really feel any of that. It's almost like you just, it's dried up. Is it like um, it's gripping your lungs, like it's squeezing them or something? Yeah, kind of like from the sides. Yeah, you know. Mm. But, I can't breathe. Um, I, can't, I, can't, I can't take a deep breath. Charles, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you an address <laughs> if, if you don't mind getting your doctor to draw maybe just a no. pint of plasma. Oh, sure. Put it put no it on problem. ice and send it to me here. Yeah. I, I would appreciate it. Ben yeah. can put it in, and yeah. you know that'll yeah. that'll get us a step ahead. I think. Bubba, sure. what do you we'll, think about we'll overnight that? Do yeah. you remember? You know, Bubba told me about this. How sometimes veterinarians have a uh, a cat, a that, donor cat, a donor yeah. cat where everybody oh. gets blood. We just make you the donor mm-hmm. since you've come through it and you've sure. got the antibodies and you've and all this, and we take your plasma and maybe even at the at the Grand Iron Men's Conference, we have it set up. Yep. And, and I could just uh, have it uh, have my own table. Yeah, next yeah, to my records. Yeah, look, just, we've, we've got the records. We've got the poster. Certainly, we can get the new album, mm-hmm. but we can also get plasma. <laughs> I, I actually, how about this? Buy like the album, name. get a pint of plasma. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> Forget the free T-shirt, man. Yeah. I need I some antibodies, like you know. <laughs> I even like the name Donor Cat. I do too. <laughs> so, Charles, well, see, I learned this by carrying a cat to the vet. Yeah. They had a, a big fat cat, and cats only have two types: blood, and and uh, about eighty-five, ninety percent is one type. So. They had this big cat, and they'd just straight pop him right into your cat if he needed blood. So I, I was shocked by that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We, we can set that up. Let me talk to your merch department. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. But so, Charles, you're a singer. I, I know you know that. They say uh, there's power yeah. in the blood, Charles. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So obviously your voice sounds all hum it. Your voice sounds a little raspy today. Uh, have you, have have you, have you you tried to sing any, or sing any at all? Are they advising against that for a while, for a while? Uh, not really advising against it. Just telling me to take it real slow. Um, I'm just starting to sort of hum around the house a little bit and, you know, but every, every day my voice is a lot stronger. I mean, I don't think I could have even done this interview like Friday. So. Oh, I know because you, uh, you know I send it. Uh, you know how you don't you don't want to. You, you know how we are, especially as men. All this makes mm-hmm. us feel strange. And if one of us mm-hmm. gets sick, I, I, I my first reaction is get away from that man. You know what I mean? Right. Don't, you know right. we don't like to be around the hospital. We don't want to be around sick friends, and we don't do that real well. You know, women are very loving and caring and nurturing, yeah. and we're kind of like I mean, like I don't know what to do for him, and I'm uncomfortable being around him. But <laughs> yes. but but the so when I text you and I said when you're ready. We'd love to talk about the new album and what you've been through, and then you That's just right. and then you just went dark. It was like and I, I and I kept mm. going. 
All right, he that, was getting so, a haircut. Rick. I, at that point, though, I was thinking. Because remember, at that point, you were kind of you, you were kind of thinking you were coming out of it. Mm-hmm. And then we we went another ten days or so, and I was mm-hmm. like, "All right, I'm not hearing from Charles. This is not good." Yes. And of course, you would think, if as much <laughs> as I claim to love you, I would have then checked in again. <laughs> right, but but right. but my first reaction was, "I'm just going to act like it's so I got I can't even go yeah. there. I'm afraid <laughs> to check in. I'm going to watch That's, those little little circles on my text. What is it going to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's what happened. I, I, I had this thing for seven or eight days, and, you know, it's miserable. And you think, okay, well, surely it's going to go away. And, man, eight or nine days in, this thing's just getting started. And, and from about day eight all the way through about day 18, wow, man, I was down for the count. And so I apologize. I didn't. No, no. Uh, uh, I'm, I was, uh, you know, you know how guys are. We're kind of like, hey, you know, my first reaction is Charles going to be okay. He's fine. Mm-hmm. He's good. Yeah. He's going to yeah. be fine. Still, still not better. <laughs> you, know, you know, then it becomes about <laughs> me. Awesome. Then it becomes about me. I really wish Charles would get better because I don't know how it makes me feel. Yeah. You yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll come back and we'll talk about the new album. Okay. I was made for this. You know, I bet you wondered about that about day eight. Oh, hey, God, was am I, am I still made for singing? <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll come back and we'll talk to Charles Billingsley about the album. And it's available everywhere music is sold. Go grab it now. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Shake off the dust of your slumber. Wake up and see the day dawn Lifting your eyes to the one who shines like the sun It is nine minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. Bubba and I and Speedy and the guys chatting with Charles Billingsley, who unfortunately, but now fortunately, unfortunately got COVID-19, went through 24 days and is just now coming out the other end and kind of getting on his feet, moving around working his way back he, he, he we relive the and you know because i think there are people they seem to be it's theory but they seem to be saying the reason why some people have no symptoms and some people have mild symptoms they almost they almost use it like if you were spreading seeds for some people a few seeds fell on them for other people one seed fell on them and then for the charles billingsley the whole thing they, fell on top you got a bucket yeah, dumped they, on yeah, they yeah. fell in the dump truck bed. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And then somehow I ended up in seat 7C on the airplane, yeah. and I got the whole dump. Uh, you did. So <laughs> so anyway, so let's talk about the album a little bit. Um, um, I was made for this. The title, mm-hmm. l- l- right there, let's, let's unpack the title. I, I was made for this. Oh, man. Well, th- you know, th- I wanted to write a song with that title for a while, and it just basically says, hey, man, we're created to worship. That's why the Lord put us on this planet to give him honor and glory. And if the rocks don't, uh, you know, if we don't praise him, the rocks will. And so it's just basically a song about the fact that uh, all of creation points to praising the Lord. And so does our very existence. And it's a lot of fun. It's a ton of fun. That song is. Yeah. And, and you, you made that the name of the album. So let's, mm-hmm. we, we, you have the eighties cover that we just talked mm-hmm. about. And you said uh, that yeah. word, the word in the title of that song uh, actually mm-hmm. does have some spiritual connotations. Yeah, it does. And, and one reason I wanted to put that song on this record is because I wanted to kind of take people on a journey on this project um, to kind of just point from every angle why you were made to worship the Lord. And and I thought, well, man, that song is all about, you know, uh, trusting the Lord through every step of our journey. And I've always wanted to do a remake of that song. And so um, 
I just went for it. And then we added brass, which kind of takes it over the top and it's a ton of fun. And you, and you said, you know, now when you go to take on an 80 song, you, you did, you went after one, didn't you say, I want to do it while I'm still young enough to sing this high? Yeah. Yeah. That's not an easy song. I did 24 tracks of background vocals and Good grief. I mean, we, we, uh, we did that thing right, man. And plus, man, when you're doing a remake of a classic like that, it better be pretty darn good or you're going to get ridiculed. <laughs> Charles, I, I was so excited when Rick told me that you were going to. Is that me doing that? I don't know who's doing so. it. It sounds like somebody's, cat. yeah, cats. Somebody's going, cat's yeah. upset somewhere. Yeah, I don't I, know what that, I don't is. Know what that is. Uh, but <laughs> Charles, <laughs> what? Charles, when Rick told me that you were uh, going to do uh, some 80s music, I got very excited and I couldn't wait to hear you cover Rick James. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> you know, oh, well, maybe next, re- you know, there's always next record. Well, it was funny because, you know, maybe you, the classic you and I, yeah, yeah, and make it, take it and do one make of those it a spiritual version. Yeah. Well, oh, sure. yeah, yeah, if yeah, you're going to make Rick yeah. James music spiritual, you got your work cut out for you. <laughs> well, you you got to get your pen out. And do a little yeah, bit. That's yeah. going to be tougher yeah. than COVID-19. I can tell you. <laughs> But 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 to the point, and I know this because we all live it. And Bubba's used this analogy before on the show, and he's right. Sometimes we, as the church, are more than willing to shoot our wounded, which means you know we we. But so when when you were talking about doing a cover song and being someone who leads praise and worship, and obviously you know there's always that okay somebody's going to come back and say, hey man, you shouldn't have put a secular song on there, and and I don't know about you doing a cover of a of a song, but you said that the 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 word Carrier, Carrier. Carrier, it actually does mean what? Lord have mercy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and it's and it's all about being you know being merciful upon our journey. In fact, I did I did two secular remakes on this record. What's the other one? Um, it's uh, called Fragile. It's the Sting song. Oh, I, I uh, see. I'm not familiar with that. My nineties. Yeah, I'm not a big Sting fan. No offense, but I mean, but, um, but so um, fragile. I didn't know that was a Sting song. So huh. you just passed yeah. message in a bottle and went right to fragile. <laughs> I did, yeah. I, and uh, and I didn't even. I figured Roxanne's probably a little yeah. bit. Well, yeah. Yeah. well, Bubba, Bubba wants you to cover Roxanne, but kind of do it from kind of a Mary Magdalene standpoint. Yeah, right, right. You know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cast out seven demons. <laughs> there goes his forehead vein. He's gonna pass out. <laughs> Don't have to turn on the red light. Jesus is here. Oh god! You know it. That's the hardest I've laughed in three weeks. I know we've been we've been beating well, you up. That's our goal. That's, that's our, our goal. Gift, so 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 fragile <laughs> is a cover as well. Now, are yeah. any of these? Let's talk about. And then others are originals or stuff you wrote with yeah. other people. Yeah. Uh, about half of them are originals that I co-wrote with other people, but it's funny how how timely so many of these lyrics are, uh, not knowing when we were recording this stuff what was coming, you know? I mean, the song Fragile talks about the fragility of, of society and culture and how everything can just kind of fall apart at once. And here we are, you know, watching this whole thing happen, you know, uh, what, a month and a half ago, we were riding higher than we've ever ridden this oh, yeah. nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, boom, everything is like God just showed us all in, a, in one moment. Hey, you can lose all your money. You can lose your health. You can lose your business. You God, can lose man. everything just like that. And so I, I was thrilled that we, we put Fragile on here. It's not a spiritual song, but it is a very, very powerful song. 
just pointing us to the fragility of society in general. And then from there, I just sort of turn the corner in the record and start pointing people straight to the truth of the gospel. Amen. And uh, it's a lot of fun, man. I think you'll like the record. Well, I've loved it. I've already listened to it and, uh, and have it, and, and it's great. But the uh, Bubba and I, were, we had kind of an uncomfortable moment with Phil Waldrop that we probably need to make you aware of. Um, <laughs> and if we're, if we're going to do Gridiron Father's Day weekend, can you sing, yeah. can you sing with a mask on? <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. I've, I've been planning on that. Yeah, well, he, he told uh, us all the precautions of spreading out and – that all the speakers and singers were going to have a mask on. I thought that could be difficult. Yeah. yeah. You won't be able to understand any words, but they'll be on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want anybody to be disappointed. So have to EQ it a little different. That's right. Bubba, if there's ever an easy way to come out and use tracks and pantomime, it's with a mask on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I, and, and I figure I may work to Charles advantage oh, if he don't get his lung gross. capacity back, you know, that's right. Well, that's right. If we're going to wear, mumble. yeah, if we're going to wear a mask and the speakers have to do it too, I think I'm going to go for it so people won't be disappointed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get one that makes me look like Tony Evans. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Everybody's and, like, well, and, get a good I'll, one. I'll, yeah. I'll get one that makes me look like Jason Crabb. <laughs> Uh, 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 I think I've got a much tougher task than you, in all fairness. But uh, that's that's great, man. Well, Charles, we, Charles, we're we're glad you're doing good, uh, yeah. man. We're we're worried about you, you, but I, I'm Thank good you. to see you and know that you're on the 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 over the hump on this thing. Yep, Charles Thank is on the man. I appreciate y'all having me on, man. Charles, looking forward to uh, seeing you uh, this summer. I hope all that works out and we get to do that conference because I always love spending time with you, uh, you know, from six it's feet or more away. Thank you, Charles. Love, God love bless the, you guys. Thank you. Love the new album. Yeah. I Was Made For You. It's available everywhere. More Rick and Bubba coming up uh, at the top of the hour. Hang in there. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Radio's Dream Team, Rick Burgess, Bill Bubba Bussey, Calvin Speedy Wilburn, The Real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, and Eddie Van Adler. It is six minutes past the hour from the Broadcast Plaza and Teleport to Speedy and uh, yours truly and Stretch Armstrong. The other names that were just mentioned are in home studios all across our home state, home state of Sweet Home, Alabama. Easy for me to say. Hey, things you need to know, Rick and Bubba, Buffalo Wild Wings Charity Charge is happening today. Obviously, it'll be curbside service. Uh, And you can uh, get food today from any of the participating Buffalo Wild Wings. 10% of all food sales goes to the Christian Service Mission. If you have peanut butter and jelly, they'll take that too. Like to do a thousand jars of that today. You can drop those off as well. Wednesday Bible study happening today, as is the norm, live at noon central, 1 o'clock Eastern, on our Rick and Bubba YouTube channel. It'll be archived um, usually by 2 o'clock this afternoon central uh, on our YouTube channel, our podcast channel, and links will be provided across all of our social media platforms. Also, don't forget, coming up this Sunday night, uh, you know, you've heard us talk a lot about the Man Church Discipleship Strategy. Our home church has been doing this and developing this strategy for four years, and we have a man church coming up this Sunday night. Obviously, we're not allowed to gather, but we'll make it available uh, virtually. So you can virtually watch it anywhere in the country. Just go to shades.org slash live, shades, shades, S-H-A-D-E-S dot org slash live. Jason Cook, uh, pastor out of Memphis at um, 
uh, at Fellowship um, Church in Memphis. We'll be bringing our message, fantastic speaker, uh, and then we'll be plugging you into Bible studies that you can do no matter where you are in the country after it's over. So if you want to watch that, it'll be Sunday night, 6 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock Eastern, shades.org slash live, which is also in show notes. Well, Bubba, uh, uh, let me be the first to wish you a happy Earth Day. Earth Day, huh? Yeah. Uh, I know we all get nervous now because Dave Ramsey's on the show this hour, so now we all start getting a little anxiety that Dave's going to get on to us about something financially before we're done here today. Uh, Rick, I'm not saying I was nervous, but I cut up three credit cards about five minutes ago. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Dave can see right into my portfolio. Do y'all? Yes. As a matter of fact, uh, I, I feel like that Dave can see all things financial. It's like he can see right through you. I mean, <laughs> if your money has a soul, he, he can see it. Uh, but this Earth Day thing, I, I hope, I, and I know what we're going to get today, and I bet we're already getting it. You know, the Earth worshipers, they're digging the pandemic because they think the pandemic is is the is the is uh, what the God uh, – the sun God, uh, or whatever it is, uh, Mama Earth, uh, whatever it is they Mom. worship. This is Mom Earth punishing all of us for our wicked ways, and and we've been forced to cut down our carbon emissions, and we're overflowing with oil, and uh, you know, combustion engine has just been, and the world is better the way it is, and may human beings never drive or fly again. Um, so I've always found Earth Day to be odd. I found it to be idolatry, and I've never participated in it, and I hate it. Well, you know, it's a shame because it could be uh, something very positive where we celebrate the the wonderful planet that God has created for us to live on and to, uh, to, to manage uh, until his return, even though it's a fallen creation. Uh, it still has some very beautiful things to it, but it also has some very uh, bad and dangerous things. And we see that in weather and we see that in viruses and that kind of thing. But, uh, I I find, you know, I would have no problem appreciating the planet if we had it in its proper context. And we, uh, even more so praise the creator who gave us this wonderful planet. But uh, a lot of these, this bunch is out there in left field and they've got it all out of order. Well, if you don't believe that, if you look at some of the ones that are really on the whack side of all this, there's almost a celebration that the earth is healthier and it's good that people are sick, not the earth. Well, you know, that, that may be a view they have temporarily, but let everybody stay out of work a little bit longer and let's go to full Thunderdome, no food supply, and we'll see how pretty the earth is after that. Right. You know, because as you said, the, the earth is a wonderful uh, glimpses of heaven. Uh, we believe we have a biblical worldview, so we know it's even groaning for this to be, uh, you know, refined and restored to its proper place, it's not in its proper place, but but we, and it will be, and it will be one day, and that will be uh, quite a glorious thing to see. Yeah, and as we said, the Bible says it will be a new heaven and a new earth, so it's not going to be, you know, this is that thing, you know, the famous if heaven ain't a lot like Dixie, I don't want to go. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's probably not that's not the theology you really want to you want to wrap your arms around uh, because it's not going to be like Dixie. Okay, so it's uh, you're going, but it, I assure you uh, that when God says I'm going to take everything back to perfection, it will exceed anything you currently see or feel or experience. Oh, I know, but there, there's still, like you say, those glimpses, like oh, uh, yeah. you know, mountains oh, I love it. and high places. I love it. And, uh, beautiful waterways and things that you, 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 you know, you can't even imagine that this is the fallen creation. This is the trash dump. This is not the way it was supposed to be. And to see it as pretty as it is in some places now, I can't imagine what it will look like fully restored. That'll Amen. Be, 
that'll be really awesome. No, no question. And I remember, it, brother, brother. I, I remember you saying that at the Continental Divide, and I've I've carried that along. That was one of those moments yeah. where I said, wow. you know what, that's perspective right there. Um, you know, we we can't even comprehend that. That's the thing. We can't help it. We have a finite uh, mind. You know, it's like you know. And what I try to do is what you just said. Here's what we can trust if you have a biblical worldview. We're not going to be disappointed. So why don't we stop all yeah. why don't we stop all this of well I hope heaven's this way or you know well I hope this I hope we don't it's just like when Jesus got you know cornered and I know this is going to hurt some people's feelings. Sherry and I discussed this a few weeks ago. He gets cornered on the brothers that all married the same woman over and over again. And they think I, they think they've got him cornered and he's they're like well whose wife is she in heaven? And he just almost gives them the guys you're talking about earthly things. Yeah. This, this issue of whose wife is who and it's not going to be a heaven thing and and, and this 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 kind of stuff we got going right here why you have governments and why you know there's a need for this and there's a need for that that's all stuff that the fallen creation needs uh the, the, this is the, believe it or not i know Brett, you i know Brett Thunberg is no, we lost Bubba again. Uh, but the but but no, i now i'm here okay i don't want to just just keep this mindset we're to, you we cannot comprehend what God is and what he does, and he allows us to have what we can handle in our little tiny minds before they explode. But everything that's coming will exceed the most wonderful thing anybody could possibly remotely imagine. It will far exceed that. Uh, You go, well, you know, on earth, this right here was pretty good. It won't be anything compared to the way things will be there. And, And I think that one of the things that people, and this one's a little more controversial, but you know, I've, and it's a legitimate comment. Well, how will I be okay if people that I know end up going to hell? Uh, and and I think what's going to happen, based on the things that we are allowed to see, we will be so encompassed and so overwhelmed by the holiness of God and who He is, we will begin to also despise anything that comes against Him, even people we thought we loved. Because yeah, and I, but, I, but, but, very but, clear, he's he's going to wipe the tears away. I right. think we're going to be so forward focused that yeah, right. looking behind is not even going to be an option. See, right now we don't really defend him the way we soon will because we don't fully we we're, we we defend him because we're told to, uh, but we're still spirit fighting flesh. When that dead flesh is gone and we're fully spiritual and we fully come into his presence and we fully get to experience who he is. We will not be for anybody who would even remotely come against him. And whatever judgment is handed down from him who is just, we will celebrate with him. You, you know, too, uh, and while this is a very uh, uh, true but, uh, you know, kind of a heavy topic uh, to, to look at, uh, also on this day, Rick, I can't help but think today that James Spann ate Annie Litter up in our studio. Yeah, I know. That was, there's so many great Earth Day memories. And uh, and that's what I've never I've never seen anybody take two barrels of James Spann directly, but that was the day. (laughs) And like Greg says, it wasn't even really. He's really dogging her when he's trying to dog uh, uh, the movement. The the movement. All she wanted people to do. What'd you say, Greg? Is pick up some trash? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and sing little yeah songs she really wasn't dance. defending global warming or nothing. She just wants you to pick the trash up. But yeah. she mentioned <laughs> she got it. That's all it took. Yeah, she mentioned it, and when she did, James thought he had one. Oh, he was ready. Yeah, so I, I'll be honest with you. It's a top ten moment in the twenty six years of this show, and when it's all said and done, uh, that that moment will be forever uh, etched into my memory. Yep. Yeah. 
But it, and, and we talked about that. It's it's one of those things we, we're made to worship, as we talked about, and Charles talked about last hour, Charles Billingsley. But but let's be sure that we worship the right thing. Uh, and that is, yeah. if, if you want to have – what you should really do on Earth Day is be focused on those glimpses of heaven that show what an incredible creator uh, that uh, that we have and give him his proper due, not worship the created, but worship the creator. And if you look in Romans chapter 8, I mean, Paul's saying one of the things that goes wrong in a depraved society is when they begin to worship the created and not the creator. That's a sign of a society that is depraved. And it's okay to appreciate the creator, the created, but the creator is the key. That's the key. And you're going to see a lot of idolatry today. And I'll, I'll take a pass on that. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Happy Earth Day to you and yours, um, if you're into that. 22 minutes past the hour. Phone lines are available, and you can get in now. We've got them. Uh, Dave Ramsey joins us at the bottom of the hour, and we'll chat with uh, Ramsey about the times that we are in and financially, what, what what should we be doing? Are the Ramsey rules still in play? Pandemic Ramsey coming up at uh, the bottom of the hour. But right now, we chat with you about whatever is on your mind, and lines are available, and old Stretch Armstrong is making that happen at 866-WE-BE-BIG. And if you dial up now, you will get in. And we'll go troll. We'll go troll for him. We'll go troll for him. And uh, that way all 10 lines are available to you. And if you uh, if you fire up, you'll get in. And we'll get you in line, get you ready to go. Uh, and then at the end of 30 seconds, the buzzer will sound. Your time on the program comes to the close. And then we go to the next caller. And uh, if Bubba has a timeout or Helmsy, they'll frantically wave their arms in front of their little Brady Bunch square. I may or may not see it. If I do, we'll give you some more time. If I don't see it, uh, then I will just ignore it and buzz you, and we'll move to the next one. But we'll try to make it happen. A few things, you know, when we're all split up, that are a little tougher than when we're here in the room, and that's one of them, but we're working through it best we can. All right, let's start. We'll start with Bruce, uh, who's listening to us out of uh, the Music City of Nashville. Uh, Bruce, you got 30 seconds, buddy. Go right ahead. Welcome. Hey guys, I thought to celebrate Earth Day, I'll go ahead and just cut down a tree and burn it in my fire pit and roast some meat on it. So here we go. <laughs> oh, he's cutting it. <laughs> there he went. That's fantastic. Happy <laughs> so Earth Day good. to you, Bruce. But, Bubba, as you said, if we believe in replenishing the earth, there's nothing that's more that's easier to replenish than trees. Look, yeah, yeah. Uh, pine trees, uh, look, they, they are all in on this, man. They can grow. They come through concrete, Rick. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's right. Uh, we continue, 866-WE-BE-BIG. Uh, hey, what's your name? Where are you calling from? You're on the Rick and Bubba Show. you got 30 seconds. Go ahead. Hey, my name's uh, Glenn. Hey, Glenn. Go ahead. Hey, I was uh, actually watched the American Gospel uh, out of y'all's recommendation. Yeah. Um, and those first 45 minutes, I probably cried at least five times. Um, just the 
the magnitude of the gospel. Hmm. We lost him. Yeah, it, they're very good. I was going to ask you which one you watch because there's two of them now. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I highly, highly recommend those. Uh, there's there, there's one that is uh, that came out first, uh, and that was the one that is in Christ alone. I think it's the name of it. The other is Christ Crucified, American Gospel, and it's available wherever you get documentaries. Uh, let's go to uh, Michael uh, Bubba. It looks like another Hickory, North Carolina call. We had one yesterday Not too. Hickory. Yeah, Michael, go ahead. Yeah, I got a question for Bubba. All right. Yeah. Uh, if he had a choice between um, a pint of plasma from Billingsley or his Girl Scout cookies, which one would he take? Ooh, boy! Now that's an unfair question, Bubba. But you got to go plasma right now. Well, I don't know. How, how many of you got to the point you couldn't breathe during the interview with Charles Billingsley? Yeah, I, I felt like I had a, an elephant on my chest. The jump. entire time I couldn't breathe at all. You, Greg, Greg, when he <sighs> talked when he talked about the doctor saying if he had not been as good a shape he was, he would be dead. Suddenly, my workout today doesn't look so dreadful. No. <laughs> yeah. I had to lay down in the break to recover. <laughs> we, we continue. Let's go to Bill in Missouri. Bill, 30 seconds. Go ahead. Hey, what happened to the barber shop down in Alabama that was going to open up? Did he get closed up or what? Well, what happened was we interviewed him. You might have missed that. But he said he, no, was, he was told by government officials, please don't put us in this situation. We're about to open the economy. He thought it was going to be announced that it was opening on Friday. That didn't happen. Then yesterday or the day before it was yesterday, we had yesterday. The, the governor of Alabama still not open it. So he thought he was only supposed to wait a few more days, uh, but he's told us that if this thing carries on, he will open on May 1, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, and, and he, he also said they told him he'd lose his business license, and when it did open back up, uh, there would be a delay in getting all that done again. So I think they, he, he's reached a reasonable compromise. That he's going to go till May the 1st, and I think there's a lot of other people in the same boat. Nate in Wetumpka. Nate, go ahead, 30 seconds. How are you? Doing good. Just wanted to touch and see if y'all had talked about the uh, incident that happened in downtown Montgomery yesterday with the rally that was shut down basically by the police department, probably the governor and no telling who else. They no, were I, I, I wasn't aware of it. No, so they did have one, uh, a protest of about opening the economy. Yes, it was strictly about opening the economy. It was put on by Becky Garrettson, part of the Wetumpka Tea Party, the Eagle Forum, the local radio shows here off of 90. Yeah, I, w- I didn't know they did one, but these you know, these have been happening in Michigan. They're gonna keep. They're gonna start happening everywhere because I think to we've all made this point. I think the citizens have behaved very well. I think they've been sacrificial. Uh, I think they are have done their part. Uh, the data is coming in. The information's coming in. Other businesses are practicing social distancing and working within the safety safety standards, and they're operating. Uh, I think that's where the rub is. I don't think anybody's saying look, that, that that they are going to be reckless. The problem is, as we had with the barbershop owner, it's arbitrary. How can these businesses operate under these restrictions and we can't? And um, and then you get into really the biggest hot spots are these meat processing plants. We got a issue even in our state at one of the chicken plants. But what are they going to do? I mean, you gonna, you gonna have the food supply cut off? So the chicken plants and the pork plants, I know some of them were closed down because it got to be such a hot spot. They were deemed essential, and they're much more dangerous than, say, the guy opening up his barbershop or a woman opening her boutique back up or a restaurant opening back up and moving their, their, their tables around to give some distance. 
And I think that's where the rub is. People think now that the closure is becoming unreasonable. Um, and, and that's where these little protests are going to pop up. And I think the government, whether they admit it or not, they do pay attention to those kind of things. Um, and if everybody would just be orderly, uh, but I think it is time for, you know, the, the states and some of them are already doing it, uh, to look at the common sense approach that we're using other places and maybe just allow others to use those same restrictions. That's it. Yeah, I, it I think that's it, where it, it is. Every state's a little bit different uh, where their curve is. Yeah. I know they had predicted our curve would peak on the 20th, and it, it's just a day or two late uh, on that. But I think you're going to see that fall. But I, I would like to, to for our leaders to go ahead and say we're going to open on that date unless right. something else changes, and I think that would give us hope. I agree. Uh, bottom of the hour, Dave Ramsey will join us next. We'll talk about what are we supposed to do in this situation with our finances. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Two conservative, heterosexual, gun-toting, football-loving, evangelical Christian white men. In other words, the two most dangerous men in America. Rick and Bubba. 35 minutes now past the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show. Thank you for being with us. Well, we, uh, we've been waiting on this moment. And uh, Bubba, it's, it's here now. Dave Ramsey is joining the Rick and Bubba Show. Dave, how are you? Well, I am better than I deserve, my friend. How are you guys holding up? Well, we're celebrating. I'm glad you finally let your employees uh, out of the hostage situation that you had them in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, uh, I'm kind of known for that, you know, just mistreating them. That's why we win Best Place to Work every year is because we mistreat our team. Yes. Yeah, You've been and like Dave, I, I know for years you've told people to have a, a 90 day emergency fund. Hmm. Hey, you meant it, didn't you? Well, you meant it. <laughs> like, whoop, wasn't kidding. Yeah. So th- this is odd, Dave. And I've been, I've been worried about you. You know, I just this week bought some whole life insurance and leased a truck. And, uh, you know, looking back at that, maybe that wasn't the best move. But uh, no, all kidding aside. So I know with Financial Peace University, I do want everyone to to look at the website and go to DaveRamsey.com slash hope. They're giving away a 14-day free trial of Financial Peace University, also doing a free Financial Peace live event Thursday night, which is coming up with uh, Dave and uh, also Chris Hogan. All that information is there at DaveRamsey.com slash hope. Um, you know, even the plans, Dave, that you've put out there, boy, the if, if I talked to a buddy of mine that has a business, and I said, well, why are you not just using your line of credit to get you through, we don't we do that for you know different things with cash flow? And he said, Rick, that is set up for cash flow. There's nothing set up for no income. Uh, there's no cash coming in. Uh, it's a little different now. Yeah, businesses are uh, either like people. They're either in that boat where they're just basically shut down revenue. Uh, they're in a kind of a middle uh, range where they're hanging on, which is kind of where Ramsey's been. Our revenues are off. Uh, only off about 8% total. Uh, we've had some increases in some areas, some deep decreases in other areas. So, And then there's the group that are actually booming. Yep. Uh, I talked to a guy who owns a heat and air company the other day. He said record sales because yep. uh, everybody's at home wanting their thermostat fixed and their heat and air fixed and whatever, and certainly delivery things and grocery stores. And God knows if you're in the toilet paper business, you just became a millionaire, you know, and yes, so yeah. – 
you got you got businesses that have actually you know they're booming in this uh they've seen an uptick so you know it just depends on which area you find yourself in as to how you have to react personally you could be in those same things you could be out of a job or kind of in the middle or really having a you know this is turning out to be a good thing financially for you Dave, a couple of questions. And we, we had talked earlier when all this was going down immediately, we said, I wonder what Dave thinks about this. So that's why we wanted to have you on to, to get your opinion on some of this, some of the programs that are out there. And we can talk about what the government's doing, if it's right or wrong on the big scale and debt wise and all that. But on a personal level, uh, stimulus checks are coming to some people. Some people are in the PPP program. If you're a small business, and uh, even more so payment deferment plans on mortgages. How, t- talk a little bit about that. Is that a good thing? Is that something we need to look out for the hidden, you know, thing behind the curtain or, or how do you, how do you view those? Well, the, the problem is, is that people let their emotions, they, they hear forbearance or deferment on my mortgage and their emotions tell them I don't have to pay my payment. Uh, but if you'll use your intellect instead of your emotions, you'll say, oh, crap, I'm not going to pay the payment for three months. And then they're going to want all four months in September. And I'm going to be up a creek with no paddle. And so uh, don't do that. Uh, if there's any way, you, your first thing you should pay, no matter what, in this situation is food. The second is lights and water. And the third is shelter. Uh, don't put off your rent. If you can pay it, don't put off your mortgage. If you can pay it, even if you're being offered, uh, 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 the ability to kick the can down the road. Cause by the way, when you get down the road, the can's going to be there. Hello. So, you know, you don't want to get in that situation. Uh, I, I, you know, I understand some people have to, uh, but no, but be, be worried about it. I mean, be upset about it because it's going to come and hit you in the face later. So that one, the same thing with the student loan, you've got student loan interest forgiveness and payment forgiveness. And so everybody's like, okay, I'm just gonna put my hands over my ears and go la 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 and pretend like there's no life for, until that, until I have September when the interest kicks in again. No, if you've got money and you've got steady jobs, use the fact that there's no interest and pile on right now and get that student loan evicted. Get Sally Mae out of your house. My God, quarantine. She's been hanging out with you. You know, this is ridiculous. So that, that was the, I think you hit on it. You see people who actually have income and they're so panicked, they're buying into these programs when their income is still coming in. Uh, and, exactly. and as you said, that, and, and that was the thing that I thought of, those payments are not, they didn't take them away from you. They just deferred them, which means you should really only do that if you don't have any way to pay them. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. And, and there's some things that make sense. I mean, if you're running a business, the one that we are doing is the payroll deferment. Yeah. Uh, we don't have to pay the employer portion of the payroll tax through the end of the year, but then we do have to pay it. We're kicking that can down the road over the next three years. But that helps us with cash flow right now and pile up some extra cash to make sure that these people's jobs are protected. Doesn't cost us a dime. We just have to cash manage that. That's not a problem. The PPP, on the other hand, uh, I got guys who that I know who are anti-government, hate borrowing money, and they're all signing up for the PPP. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's a loan. It has terms. It has an interest rate. 
It is only forgiven if you jump through all the hoops and do a Tiger King shimmy. I mean, you're not going to get out of the thing. It's not, you know, it, it is ridiculous. The, the thing, the bill is as thick as a phone book and no one that voted on it read it. And no one that's making the loans or taking the loans has read it. I mean, they've got some basic guidelines. If you keep employment up, it's a no problem. And everybody's acting like this is free money. It's all going to be forgiven. It's the SBA, which is the DMV of the financial world, you know? Don't, you cannot count on these people to not change the game. You cannot count on these people to have actually read the bill and know what the crap they're making the loans on. I'm telling you, these churches taking the PPP, the government is, you are the borrower, slave, the lender. You're setting yourself up. Please don't do this and act like it's no big deal because it's, it's just going to be forgiven, Dave. You just don't understand. Yeah, I do understand. I've watched these people change the rules before. You remember that time when the student loans were going to be forgiven if you work 10 years in an underserved area, but nobody's had them forgiven? Yeah, I remember that time. Yeah, I was also, uh, you know, even though they tried to save it, I also bought into the PAC program in my state, and strangely enough, all of a sudden, the, the, the value of the PAC program when my kid went to college, there was one time it went away completely, and you, there was, you thought you may not get it at all. And then they came back and said, well, to save it, we had to give you less. So, yeah, the government will always change the arrangement, even on the best-looking deal. Yeah, and, and so the, the easiest thing is not be beholding to them. You know, don't borrow money. Uh, and, and again, some, it's like the other thing we said, some people are going to have to defer a mortgage. Some, some businesses may have to, but I've got a friend who's sitting on a pile of cash and he took it out and he's just laughing at me. Like you just missing out on the free money, Ramsey, they're going to forgive it. And I'm like, no doofus. I ain't signing up again. I, I've had enough people call my house that, you know, when I couldn't pay my bills and I don't need the SBA or the government or any combination of the two and God help us some stupid butt bank in the middle of my business ever again. No, thank you. Dave, on the deferment plan, what about those that defer it to the end of the loan? Are, are there are there variances in that? You were talking about the forbearance, which is you said would you know rightly so you'd all be due at the end of the uh, the ninety days or whatever you agreed to. But what about those that are rolling that to the end of the loan? How, is that good, again? It's not a good financial move. You're better off to get out of that sooner rather than later. But if you have to do something, that's fine. But here's the danger with that. Here's what's happening out here in the real world. When we're calling, when our customers, we're working people in crisis, obviously coaching and helping them right now. Right. And we're calling the mortgage company says, well, just don't make the payment and we'll figure it out. It'll either be a forbearance or we'll kick it to the end. They're not committing to it. Right. And you know what that means? You're going to have four payments due in September. That's what that means. <laughs> they're going to choose the deal that's good for them, not you, right? Yeah, I speak Wells Fargo. That's what they're really saying. <laughs> right. Well, well you've been interpreted in that language. Well, well, what, what Dave is trying to tell you is if you're not in that situation and you're just thinking this is going to be, I don't know, uh, some free money. Yeah, it's it, not. Yeah, it's not. It's never going to turn out that way. And now, if you're in a desperate situation, you, you may not have a choice. Uh, but, Dave, I think too, a lot of people may have had their money coming in or expected it to stop or just didn't know. And, you know, anytime you're in a uh, crisis situation, and, and, and again, and we've joked about it here, this is our first pandemic. You know, we don't know how to act. We don't have a game plan. We'll know next time. But uh, I think a lot of people were just wanting to try to get as much cash on hand as they could because in a crisis, cash is king. Well, that's true. And the more volatile or unstable your situation is, the more extreme you move you ought to make to get that cash on hand. 
Uh, and so, you know, eight, eight weeks ago, if you were working in a restaurant, it would have been a real good idea to pile up a bunch of cash, right? right Obviously, right. we know that now. But right now, if listening to us as a FedEx driver and his wife is a teacher, you're not going to lose your jobs in this. Right. You don't have to. I know there's a hurricane outside, but right. you're okay. You're okay. Calm your butt down. Don't be going into stupid land because you watch to watch the news too much. We'll come back. Dave Ramsey is our guest. If you have specific questions, 866-WE-BE-BIG. We'll continue to talk because, as Bubba said, it's the first time we've ever done this. But, but Ramsey, once again, is saying something that he has said and we've said. you got to kind of realize the situation you're actually in. And, uh, and if you're not in the situation that is the worst-case scenario, don't act like you are. We'll be back. More Rick and Bubba coming up next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. All right, we're back. 866-WE-BE-BIG, having time to visit with Dave Ramsey. So, Dave, let's talk about what we said in the break, and then I might take a specific call or two if it's a topic we haven't already covered. Uh, you say, in these times, let's learn from it. And we've been talking about that a lot, too. Don't don't miss what's being taught. And uh, you have been through that. You've, you, you remember life in financial disaster. I mean, I know it's not a lot of fun, but you learn from it. So let's talk about learning from this. You know, I remember t- uh, tearing down a deck with my grandpa Ramsey, which was one of my favorite planet people on the planet. In 1970, I was 10 years old, and I'm pulling a nail out of one of the boards, and I started throwing the nails over in the trash. And he stopped me, and he taught me how to straighten the nail out, keep it a used nail, and throw it into a coffee can. And as I got to know him later, that was like the metaphor of his life. He learned from the Great Depression to be frugal. Right. and save money. Uh, and consequently, his life was completely changed for the positive financially because he learned the lessons of a very hard time that was his teacher. Uh, that, was a, that was a corporate hard time, meaning the whole culture experienced it at once. Sometimes we individually go through it. You go through a nasty divorce or a job loss or you lose a business or like I went broke when I was 28 because I was stupid. And the lessons I learned from that changed my life in a positive way. And so uh, we're making very sure that no one at Ramsey, none of our personalities are in by saying, I told you so, you should have had an emergency fund. We're not going to say that, but we are going to say, hey, if you're hurting right now, that's your wake-up call. Answer the bell, you know, mm-hmm. because that's meaning that, 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 that stuff is going to happen in this life, and having an emergency fund, being out of debt, being on a budget is the best way to prosper in good times and in bad times. And so this idea that you can just spend like you live on Instagram, you've got to stop it and you spend like you're in Congress. You've got to stop it. And and this is your wake up call. So answer the bell. There's always something good that comes from pain if you'll look for it and it's transformative. Yeah. Well, and, and Dave, you make a good point, even though we're dealing with a pandemic and it's historic now. Um, in personal lives that people are still going to get sick. People are still going to have layoffs. People are still going to have, you know, jobs, uh, a reduction in force and things like that. So even though we're dealing with a pandemic now, there's always those many pandemics that come to life personally that, you know, is not going to get the headlines, but it's a big deal to you. Yeah. I mean, what's major surgery? Surgery happens to me. 
Right. right. Your surgery happens to you. You know I mean? And that's, <laughs> that's, that's when, when it's not corporate, when it's not culture wide, you know, and so-and-so over here has got trouble. We all just look at them and go, Oh, that's so sad. I'm so sorry. My friend's going through that, but you don't feel it. You don't necessarily get the lesson from them going through it, but everybody's got their wake up call now. And you don't need to be smug if you've been doing Dave Ramsey for 20 years and you had your emergency fund and you were debt free. You just need to be helpful to those that haven't done it yet and say, hey, let's use common sense. God's and grandma's ways of handling money. And this is your this is your lesson. And take the lesson. Pass the test this time. You flunked it before. Melanie in Albertville has a question uh, that you can ask Dave. Melanie, go ahead. What's your question? Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, thank you, Rick, for taking my call. Sure. My pleasure. <laughs> and also, um, Bubba got me kind of scared, I guess, not really scared, but uh, thinking about some things this morning when he was talking about Social Security and, you know, how the government borrows from itself. And, of course, they're the ones that back the banks and insure our money that is in the banks. Okay, well, uh, if you have a good bit of money in the bank, it, do you feel like it's a good idea to leave it in the bank? Should it be put somewhere else? Okay, no, so, the, so it's, let's, it's let's talk about banks. Perfectly safe there. The FDIC is a lot stronger now. Uh, the, the insurance process that the government uses to back the banks is much stronger now than it's ever been. Uh, the only time I would have worried about it, and I worried about it for about 30 seconds, uh, was back in 08. And the FDIC was on a bubble. They had they had some financial issues there. But uh, the, the good news is they learned from that problem, and they're stronger now. Uh, that, that, that kind of thing is not in jeopardy right now. You're perfectly safe, darling. Don't worry about it. Fairhope, Alabama. Uh, let's go to Jody. Jody, go ahead. You're on with Dave Ramsey. Yes, Dave. Uh, we've taken your course, your, your financial peace course in the past, and I just wonder what you thought about this concept. We have our emergency fund, and uh, we, we took the payment deferral on our, on our mortgage, but we have the money to make the payments, and if they come up in four months and say, here's the money, we can make the payment. However, if they decide to tack it on to the end of the loan, I'm able to then pay off my truck and car. What do you think of that? It's not the end of the world. I mean, in essence, what you did, you borrowed on your house to pay off your truck and your car. And uh, I probably wouldn't recommend that. Uh, I wouldn't ever tell you to go get a new mortgage on your house to do that, as you know from going through the course. But, I mean, it's not the end of the world. The whole thing is this. You're paying attention. You're thinking. Okay. What I don't want you to ever do is try to find a way where you're going to beat them at their game. Because they are really good at their game. <laughs> Look, Dave, you, you've said it. My brother said it too. I still remember the day you said, if you don't believe what Dave just said, look at the biggest buildings. If you have a skyline in your city mm-hmm. and you'll see the logos that are on those buildings, there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're banks and life insurance companies. Uh, let's go to, um, let's go to Gary in Huntsville, 100.3, the river. Gary, you're on with Dave Ramsey. Go ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey buddy. Um, I was wondering if it would come back and bite me in the butt if I refinanced my mortgage. Refis, interest rates are low. Where are you on the refi, Dave? Uh, it's a great time to refinance. Uh, we always recommend a 15-year fixed rate. Uh, and if you can do that and get a lower interest rate, that is a reason to refinance. And the way you do it is the difference in your interest rate today 
versus the interest rate you would get. So let's say you had a four today and you could get a three. That's a 1% difference on a hundred thousand. That's a thousand dollars a year saved. If the uh, closing costs are $2,000, it takes two years to break even before there's any gravy on the biscuit. So if you're not going to stay in the house longer than two years to hit that break even, then you don't do it. But if you're going to stay in a home and you can save on interest rate, it's a great time to refinance. Dave, let me ask you this, because I know we're about out of time on the big scale. I know you're not a fan of the government printing money, but how is $6 trillion dumped into our economy? How is that going to shake out, do you think? Um, I don't think we'll notice. Uh, I I really don't. I mean, just you think about all the different things that are going to be done with it and the way people are handling it and mishandling it. I I don't think you're going to stand back and go, oh, it was stimulus. Stimulus is the wrong word for it. political favoritism to make everybody calm down. That's what they should have named the bill. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. You're right. That's a hard sale, but I agree. I know the definition of stimulus, and this doesn't look that way. Uh, Thanks a lot, Dave Ramsey. Thanks for the time. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Honored to be with you. Yeah, always. Uh, Don't forget, DaveRamsey.com slash hope. Uh, They're giving away a uh, 14-day free trial of Financial Peace University and doing a live Financial Peace event this Thursday night. DaveRamsey.com slash hope. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.